Hey guys, welcome back to the Around the Wall podcast. I'm Kyle, this is Patrick, and this is our friend Colin. Uh, before we start, I just want to make sure I let you guys know it's on Apple Podcasts, on Spotify, but if you're watching this on YouTube, I want you guys to hit subscribe real quick and like the video. That'd be really good help for us. Um, okay, let's get started with the news. Um, I think I want to hear Patrick's news first because he was excited to tell us. I don't know about excited. Oh, actually, I am excited. <laughs> um, the COVID crisis in the Prem. Yeah. So there's a crisis. It's good um, news. <laughs> this weekend good news for me so you know we all have seen how many games have been canceled obviously it's a little rough um but some clubs want it to be canceled some don't uh very simple if mm-hmm. your club has a covid crisis going on where for example like chelsea where Seoul is playing a uh, goalkeeper next week <laughs> um, so does not deserve to be in the team whatsoever but teams like you know better teams in london who deal with their covid mm. crisis um you know, check this guy out. Gets top four, thinks he can tackle the smack. As, <laughs> that's what I was telling him the other day. <laughs> but he posted something on his story for the first time in fucking years, and it's an Arsenal <laughs> thing because they hit top four. Listen, guys, just don't worry about anything, all right? But he, look, it's very simple. Um, they voted on Monday. Um, mm-hmm. You need 14 votes for everybody to agree out of the 20. Uh, 14 need to vote in favor, and it didn't work out. It's I think it's felt very self-explanatory. The clubs that are in good form and don't have a, a lot of players out, why would you vote in taking a break? No. You know what I mean? Like, you're, you're, you are, as a club, you're purely looking at yourself and what you want to achieve. There's no point of taking a break if you're, like, for example, like I said, like Arsenal, we're fine with players. Why would we take a break? It's pointless. Like, we're on great mm-hmm. form right now. We've got Burnley Wolves coming up. We don't want to break. So I think that's why it just didn't go through. But um, it's a little rough right now. I think it's quite unfair what happened this past weekend with Chelsea. Chelsea genuinely didn't want to play the game because they just cannot field players. Like, they just don't have players. Yeah, they put in a request. And they didn't allow it to happen. And they allowed other games to be canceled. And I think that's purely because it's a quote-unquote bigger team. And they didn't want to get rid of the game because less viewers, et cetera, et cetera. Right. So what do you guys think about this whole situation? It comes down to, there's a few factors. I think it comes down to a money thing. You know, the Prem sees a Chelsea game. It's going to bring in a lot more money than a than a Brentford Wolves fixture, which, you know, they can, I don't, I don't think that was one of the fixtures. But that's, Just you know, an example. Well, yeah, exactly. One of the ones that they would postpone. They would be okay with it. They have a little tougher time ex- postponing a, uh, you know, a city uh, Leeds or something, just city playing, because we're gonna bring in money. <clears throat> but I'm, um, I think also the thing with, um, not not only money but, uh, especially the smaller clubs when they look at the bigger clubs are like, oh, you guys have loads of money and loads of players, you're fine, you're you'll you'll deal you'll deal with it, right? Mm-hmm. You've got an academy, you've got all these young guys, yeah, you're fine. Like they they just assume that you're gonna be okay and like. Like it's it's like a it's like a standard thing. Like Chelsea obviously hold themselves to a standard. If they can't field the amount of players that they have to to play that standard, they can't. Like it's not it's it's detrimental to them to 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 play that game. Oh, to play with Saul at left back. Well, and a telltale sign is there's two keepers uh, as subs, which is unheard of. Why in the world would you need two keepers? That right. They have no other the players to put on the bench. Right. They fielded uh, what sixteen players. Mm-hmm. Five subs, it's not normal. Yeah, not the normal amount. But, I mean, it's just like, it sucks because obviously the bigger clubs are in the minority. There's less of them than there is 
mm-hmm. the mid table, the lower t- table clubs. And if they're doing fine, there's no reason exactly. for them to be protesting against it. Right. It just depends on everybody. Like I said earlier, it just depends on their situation. Um, you can't, you know, obviously if you're at Chelsea, you want to break, but you can't blame other clubs for not voting because if they were in that same situation, I wouldn't blame them either. They would do the same thing, right? right? Um, if Chelsea were on like a five-game unbeaten run, they've got one player who has COVID, everybody else is fine. Like, why would they want to stop? Right. Um, so I think of course. It's, it's just, it's, it's like just luck of the draw. Well, yeah. what I think is funny is that uh, the four games that went on all included the top four teams. Mm-hmm. So And including a Liverpool-Tottenham game, which is a big game. And so, but then every other game was canceled versus, you know, last week there was, you know, three games, I think it was, but the majority of games were going on, even these smaller ones. And then this week we only get the top four. And I think that's playing into what you said, Kyle, about a a bigger club and that type of mentality of what they can do versus uh, someone else. It comes down to money. It's it's a sad truth. Um, That's what it is. It comes down to money and viewership. That's what they want. Yeah. Um, The only people that are watching a you know, a Brentford Wolves game is the people that are in England, pretty much, or maybe like the really like the fans. true, the diehard Prem fans. True, will put die it on, Prem but fans. Yeah. But like, but you know, you're not getting the majority the of people outside fans. of exactly. Yeah, yeah. I mean, a Liverpool Tottenham game that's a huge. That's getting huge a lot game. of viewers. That's getting everyone who's watching the ads and everything like that. Like yeah. Even even if I'm watching, like I'll just turn on a game right um, in the morning at nine. You know, there'll be a couple games going on, like three to four sometimes. Right. You're gonna turn the game on with the best team against whatever team or sometimes instead of like if it's for example like a city burnley game like i just don't want to watch that <laughs> i'd rather watch something more competitive you know yeah. what i mean like the, but like a better game like i, I enjoy know. a regulation relegation battle oh those like, are always the, fun those are fun to watch yeah um but you know it's, it's just like those mid-table games like people just probably won't want to watch it right just, like it's the average fan average fan when yeah. there's other options so I'm. I think this this is going to be crucial for the rest of the season, and it's how clubs manage their players and their staff. It is going to be crucial to where the clubs finish in the end, and it it's based on the players how they go out, how they deal with family and stuff like that. It's going to be super based off of that and how it affects their gameplay because it will. Because um, if you have players out, you're not going to perform as well. And I think it's going to be super important how these clubs manage their players. So it's I'm going to be interesting. I'm really curious to see how Liverpool goes on. Because especially them, Jurgen Klopp is very strict. He's like, I, all my players are vaccinated. We all got our boosters. I'm curious to see if they come out with like the least amount of COVID cases. Because if they if that happens, then that's just like a bona fide, like, that's just like a, an actual real life example of like, Okay, maybe this works. Maybe this is a thing that can, that the other clubs should do because, like, you look at it, like some of the clubs, very little vaccination rates and, it, and a lot of players out. <clears throat> I'm not I'm not trying to be political or anything, but it's just like you got to look at like what's going to solve the problem, what's going to bring us, you know, keep us in the stadiums, you know, keep the games going, what's going to keep the business flowing, and like at the, at the end of the day, like it, you have to do what you have to do, and if 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 you have to tell players. You can't go anywhere except home in the training. Then that's what has to be. Like it, it's a job and it's a business and it's a global like, it's a it's a sport. It's like it's, I don't know. They, they, you put you well, put that 10, 12 years of your life to just that, and then after that you're done. Basically. Right. Like yeah. come on. Like you don't have to go to a club after a game. Just 
Well, what I well, think is interesting Cole, so. about Jurgen is he's always reiterating this is <clears throat> these past few seasons have been special seasons. Um, I think he understands that more than any other manager. He really emphasizes the uniqueness of the time we're in. Yeah. And I think that plays into him managing his players. Uh, like you're saying, Kyle is very good at it. You make sure they're doing stuff right, strict, but in a good way. I mean, look at where Liverpool is. They're fighting for the title. Right. I mean, they have to be. You you look at it um, through this period where players are getting COVID. If, if Liverpool do get some cases in players, like I think Thiago wasn't able to play because he was sick. Mm-hmm. Same thing with Henderson, I think. I believe, don't, I'm not sure, but I know Thiago was because there was that 18-year-old who was playing for Liverpool against Tottenham. Yeah, yep. mm-hmm. he was in there for Thiago because uh, he was sick. Yeah. But it's going to be interesting because they have so many players going to the African Cup of Nations. Mm-hmm. Which so, might not happen. I've heard that it might not happen, but to be honest, it should go through. Um, but if that happens and they have players getting sick, Liverpool are in deep trouble. Well, I think they are in trouble. Liverpool's depth, like the quality of depth, isn't as great as a City. Oh no. Or yeah. even a 100%. Chelsea. I mean, they have some guys who can drop and rely on, like it's been the midfield. You can rotate, but I think once you go out of that front three, you're putting in Origi and. I don't know who else. And then you're bringing in this 18-year-old, which is not, which is a good move, and especially in this past few seasons, we've seen more mm-hmm. and more young guys coming out. Right, like Harvey Elliott would be clubs. an okay option, but he's injured. Right. They and, need to bring in some people during January. Yeah, and they could have a situation like the Van Dyke. Now, even if it is just COVID, where you're missing that key player and you don't have a good so, replacement, and then, you know, you drop points, and there's like the title. like we saw last year, yeah. Yeah. So it's going to be interesting. Um, we'll see how they do. Yeah. Yeah. All right, Colin, I want to hear your news. Uh, so this is a bit of a niche news, but it says uh, Bayern is potentially bringing Renato Sanchez back from Lille. I saw that on uh, Transfer Talk on ESPN. I thought that was interesting. Interesting. I'm so not happy to hear that. I have a few questions to pose to you guys then. is like, Do you think he could stay at Lille and gain some more success and maybe go to a different club besides Bayern? Because Lille, they won the league last year. They uh, earned Champions League. Did they drop? I, I can't remember. They're still in. They're, they're still Chelsea. in. They're Chelsea. So, oh, yeah. No, duh. <laughs> uh, so Ooh. either way, so they're still in the Champions League. So I think that club is uh, coming up. And, you know, he made these big moves before, and it was kind of a letdown. So maybe he does just thrive at one of these um, up-and-coming clubs. Right. Uh, I'm not happy about this. Uh, he's heavily linked to Arsenal. We got, the green, oh. we got uh, like, a couple weeks ago, we got the green light. To go sign him mm-hmm. for under thirty mil around that price from Lille or from yeah from Lille, okay from Lille, okay uh, in January because Al has gone and Partey's going to be gone for African Cup of Nations mm. we need another center midfielder yeah but he's um, not he's not someone where you're replacing Al with this is someone who's going to be a starting play. oh yeah starting player. Well, I would I would start him with Partey in midfield yeah. instead of Xhaka um, oh yeah well so I completely disagree with Jaka being at your club still um but <laughs> it's, it's ridiculous but i'm not happy to hear that obviously because i i actually would like him i think i don't know would he go back to Bayern? well see that's the thing and the other question i have is who would miss out out of Bayern's current midfielders because i mean Tolisso, Tolisso, Tolisso's he, gone but but he's not he's not a starter and i don't think sanchez is going to leave kimish you have to be goretzka and you have to be Muller. Right, and, and Muller no getting older, but he's not losing no quality. No chance Renato's replacing any of them. Sabitzer, too, is in that competition. Right, he no, just came starting, in. Yeah. Sabitzer's... He's been a disappointment, washed. yeah. And maybe that's what they're looking at, is they want that fourth quality midfielder. 
And I maybe guess. that's what they're looking for. But I don't know. Again, yeah, Toliso and Simitzer are kind of underperforming. I mean, Toliso's been kind of out of his depth on that while. team he's, for a while. He's, he is a rotation player for them. He's just when, uh, when you need a rest. He's, pl- he's playing right now because Kimmich is out. That's the only maybe they look playing. to give Toliso to Lil. Well, swap a little deal. trade deal that'd be interesting. But I think, I think he's out of contract though. Um, oh, so so, it, so he's just running his contract. Out. To Barca he goes. To they Barca love those free contracts. <laughs> no, Barca, for the young. Barcelona yeah. is paying eight hundred million for a young player that gets injured. Every and then week. have a one billion dollar uh, yeah. release clause. Yeah, yeah. You know, so Newcastle can buy him. <laughs> <laughs> so let's... I mean, the thing with Ronaldo is, when you're at one of those small market clubs, right? The only the only way they do you want to stay there as a player who's going to be something is if they have like really uh, a consistent and sustained success. Like if Lil wins out of the league, does okay in the Champions League again, you know, gets to the semifinal, something like crazy like that, then maybe he wants to stay. But other than that, he wants to get somewhere big. And, and it just sucks because, I mean, yeah, he's great at Lil and he's he's doing okay. He's on the headlines every week. That's not his job. You know, he's a, he's a box-to-box. He's a... He's a destroyer. He kind of breaks up the play, but uh, <clears throat> I, I'd, I'd like to see him at a at a bigger market club. I don't know if the prime is right for him. I'm gonna he, be honest. He kind of failed. Yeah, well, he, he, failed? Well, he failed both. I mean, not failed at Bayern, but he was definitely not what they were expecting. And yeah. he went to Swansea on loan, mm-hmm. and he just yeah. in the prem, and he just didn't do well either. Uh, yeah, I didn't see it so, working out. I mean, no. he hasn't. It hasn't. I mean, a La Liga. I can I can see a La Liga. He's Portuguese, so I've uh, yeah, been around Spain, that. Yeah. I can see that. I just, I don't know. Like, the French League and the Spanish League seems like the only places where he could really shine. I feel like the Prem's too, could, like, too maybe, I don't want to say too fast, too fast, but also too physical. Like, I know he's a strong guy, but, like, just, like, the, issue the, with the, the, the consistent always, it, it, you know, like, I don't know. If you're in midfield in the Prem, the issue is, is like, your touch needs to be so fast and exactly. your release needs to be so fast. I don't know so if his, fast, his, off, his offensive it, gameplay is up to par. It, yeah, that's what, what I'm saying as well. But, like, you look at even Tiago. Tiago came into the Prem. He's, he had, he's, he had a he's not struggling. He's, he's, he's not, he, had, he had a rough start. Yeah. He's doing okay now. Yeah, he's doing better now. But, like, it, it takes time to adjust a yeah. little bit because it's very quick. It's definitely not the Bayern Thiago that we were seeing free to move, but that that makes sense. Yeah, he was just distributing the ball, had time on the ball, so interesting. We'll Well, see what happens. I think he goes somewhere in January, though. Yeah, well, and the other thing is, I know Lil might be looking to sell because I think uh, Tim Weah, the American striker, was getting some looks, uh, seen on some U.S. news uh, reports that he was getting some looks, and they're looking to sell him. Um, Obviously, they have Jonathan David still. Who can take yeah. over that striker position? So interesting to see where another American ends he, up. And he then, should get a move because he doesn't yeah. start really. For exactly, them. he's like a rotation. Sometimes yeah. comes on, so he should get more playing you know, time. David's been informed, so it's kind of been. Yeah, it's been thing. hard. If I, if I was, if I was him, I would ask for a loan move because Lil is a good club. Um, Jonathan David's gonna end up leaving in the next year or two. Um, yeah, yeah a he'll selling, get he'll a get selling club. he'll get his big move. Uh, <laughs> so, David. Yeah. Um. So. He, Go on loan. Spot opens up for you when you come back. You get playing time in the meantime. Yeah. Um, get better and come back and fight Take for some your wages spot. Lowell's going to have to buy because they're also losing to Kone 
Iconi's going to, to Fiorentina. Yeah, but I, they may just be looking to become the Dortmund of League One. They are kind of, though. If you look yeah, at them, they just sell. They are a selling right. club. And they, so. they get some young guy building up a little bit and sell like off. Even, even going way back, that's where Hazard came from. He came right. from Lille. So it's it's constant. They have that constant rotation just like Pepe. Like Dortmund, basically. Pepe as well, but, you know. <laughs> but these are all quality players that. that are coming out of Lille yeah. that are getting big moves. And... So they're making their money back and, right. um, you know, good for them. Oh, yeah. What is your news, sir? <laughs> so, uh, news broke recently that Barcelona has approved a $1.5 billion revamp to Camp Nou. Mm-hmm. They are expanding it. Revamping, they want to uh, use the specific phrase they said. <laughs> they want it, they want the camp now to be the avant garde of technology. Okay, Interesting. Uh, so right now it holds 99,000 people, they want to upgrade it to 105,000. A whole six thousand dollar, six thousand person difference. The one and a half billion, six thousand extra <clears throat> seats. Well, they need to. Redo the whole stadium it's because a whole, and they're also expanding the whole like uh, campus. I mm. I haven't for the, been, for the for the La Masia. Okay, I haven't been to the camp now myself, but I know people who have, and I've spoken to them about it, and they told me that like as the size of the club, you expect the stadium to be very nice. Mm-hmm. They said that when they went on the stadium tour, it was very expensive, and the stadium is like falling apart. Hmm. It is old. It is old and it needs to be like they they told me that it's just old and it's falling apart. It's it just doesn't look good on the club. Like the seats aren't good. Like they're old, also falling like rusting parts are rusting yeah. away. Like the concrete, you can tell it's like cracking up and stuff. Sure. So I'm not surprised that they need. They've been talking about doing that. It's, it's just like years old. They haven't done a major revamp in 64 years. Yeah, so you can. 64 years, like, stuff is going to look not too hot, you know. Plus, your direct rivals just made a huge move on their stadium, the Bernabeu. And I think this is almost a direct response to to that. that. I mean, because the rate Barca's going right now is they're relying on their club's past to maintain the the club that they are. I mean, what are they, seventh in La Liga? If that. Right, so, I mean, they need to get through this period and start making some money, which I don't know how... uh, Extra billion and a half dollars. So it's off. coming from a third party loan. So that's another one point five billion dollars are going to be so in debt. Th- that's exactly what I was going to talk about. Like, where is this money coming that's from? That's big news. That's, I mean, what monopoly money? Yeah, Mono- it's monopoly some, man is well, back some the billionaire that like likes is a Barcelona fan. It's like, oh, okay, sure. Here, redo the stadium. <laughs> well, they're not expecting to make their money back ever. Right, like I can't imagine. It's going to be like an infinite loan. Yeah, a billion and a half. It's pretty much a grant. Yeah. 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 Um, but then that's just going to leave Barca in this weird, like, picking up people who don't have contracts. Like, I know they're looking at Azpilicueta, Spanish, who's out of contracts. I saw that. He's going to go. I mean, that's not a bad move, but it's, it's he's Barcelona. Old. Yeah, he's like 33, 34, and he's going to Barcelona. He's going to have to play center back. Right. Well, yeah, that, that is a good point. Unless they bring it right back. Because, I mean, they got Danny Alves. Yeah, man, imagine uh, you're, yeah, again, you're another, rotating Azpilicueta and Danny Alves, grandpa. I'm grandpas. not going to lie. Like, there might Dude, be Vinny, some dark times coming up for yeah. Barcelona and their fans. Like, I, you know, people are thinking that give it a year or two. No, I think this is going to be, like, a, I mean, a Vinny, long thing. Vinny this, Jr. This game, would one riot on Alves and SP after, oh, after 60, after 60 minutes of a game. They're, they're just going to be gassed. 
compared to Vinny. I hope Vinny's going to gonna catch up to that guy. Play He's gonna have a few ballon doors yeah. if they keep this up. So that, so that's a big thing. I think the La Liga is very interesting right now. You have the emergence of Sevilla as a up and coming club. I mean, obviously they've been historically big, but not at the level of Barca right. and Real, who have dominated that league. And I just saw today they made it into the top ten uh, clubs in the world right now. So for Ooh. the first time, Sevilla. Really? They were number nine. They moved up. Uh, I forget past who, but that's very interesting. Yeah. And I think Atletico has a big chance here to make a bigger stake into the La Liga history. If they could or claim the a few titles and yeah. uh, become a bit of a dominant force, then I think La Liga could shake up to be very interesting these next two years. I mean, I agree, but like, like I said, it's definitely going to come... Other clubs' fortunes are going to come from Barcelona's fall. Yeah, and they're I, at I, the expense of Barcelona. I, I don't think they're going to... Like, two years' time, I just don't see them improving like un- unless they get money like and, but like where are they going to get money from they don't have money there's it's so much well, debt they have they, no way to make money like unless they keep going to these billionaires and just be like like you can sell players. you can sell De Jong if you but i don't know why you would do that i mean you could sell that's like a last ditch exactly that's what i'm saying i mean you could sell Ousmane de Bellet for maybe you get a hundred mil from i mean some of these prem clubs would probably pay it uh-huh. even though he maybe hasn't proven that he's worth that I think they need to get rid of Deong, Ter Stegen, Des, Dembele, um, yeah. Coutinho as well. Get them out for oh. for as much money as you can. Okay. Twenty five. And then all of those, and I think they purely need to rely on the academy and see what they can do. Like I, I mean, purely rely on the academy and try and stable the ship. And and don't like they cannot put the pressure of being what they used to be because they're not anymore. Yeah. At the moment of time, they're not. They need to focus on just rebuilding. Because if you put pressure on these young kids, it's not going to be well. You need to let them go out there, have fun, develop. You know, obviously put a little pressure on, but not the type of pressure of winning Champions League trophies. You know what I mean? So they need to focus on that rebuilding stage. Otherwise, it's going to be not good. I think this the stadium revamp is going to be like a like a, a, a metaphor for a the, rebirth, a metaphor for their for their rebuild period because they're not going to be returning until twenty four or twenty five. Oh wow! So you think maybe by then they'll start to pick back up and come back into the new stadium, they can compete again. That's like the best mm-hmm. case scenario. Is that right? when the stadium's supposed to be done? Twenty four, twenty five. Until then, they'll be playing in some smaller stadium in the Montjuic neighborhood, the Olympic hmm. Stadium. Hmm. Interesting. Only holds like well, 40,000 people. You see Javi come in, and that, from an outside perspective, Javi coming in uh, after playing some decent uh, football in, uh, where is it, Saudi Arabia, I think he was. You know, his Qatar, team was yeah. decent, uh, looked looked well set up, and obviously that's a completely different league than La Liga. But you normally get that manager boost period, and especially with the club legend coming in, I thought that would happen. And I just don't, I didn't see it happen at all. It's, it's, it's just proving that it's not a manager issue. Yeah, no, I, totally I think it's proving. yeah, no doubt. People need to Barca fans need to realize it's the players. It's just not good enough. He That's, brings in his ten commandments and doesn't do enough. anything. I think uh, we'll see at the end of the season where they're at. Yeah, so. I think Pedri would be a good building block, like you said, to build mm-hmm. out of the academy. I think yeah, I think Pedri, I rate Pedri. Gavi, yeah, Gavi, yeah, Ansu Fati. They need to just focus on that and right. build around that. Build that exactly. spine. They got that center back, the Uruguayan Araujo. He's pretty good and all, all not all these guys are going to become world-class but they're going to be yeah. quality players i that's mean coming out of the barcelona academy exactly. that's what you expect and you know yeah you know what sucks is the downfall of ter stegen 
Man, you but, think he used to be like top of the world? I, remember, I used to rave. I was like, he's clearly the best keeper in the world. But nah, he's shocking now. I remember you telling me yesterday he is the worst rated, like average rating. He has the lowest average match all, rating in the in the entire La Liga. Out of every wow. single player, every single player. He's the worst. So he's basically 5. the worst player in the league. Six. Worst player in the league. Like yeah, like dictionary definition, worst player in the league. So so um, sad. So, I don't know what's going on. Maybe it's because the. Just, he concedes so many shots, and he's getting exposed now, where he can't make these consistent saves on a base on a normal basis because the defense isn't as good. That also, and I think, and I'm seeing his confidence go too. Like it's just his decision making. Like he's just like he's releasing some of these passes. I feel like he's always had that bad pass in him, even when Barcelona were better. Sometimes, yeah. they would build out of the back, and you, he would just like, especially when they were playing Bayern, he would give so many silly passes away. And he's, I feel like he's always it's had just that getting in him. exposed now. It's just getting more and more exposed because just the players don't cover up for him. I was going right. to say, he doesn't have the world-class uh, backup. Doesn't have prime PK maybe, and mm-hmm. to make up for Maybe it. we thought his passing was much better than it actually yeah. is. Like, well, maybe we were fooled. Maybe Ter Stegen was thought to be better than he was because of the quality of Barcelona. Around him. Mm-hmm. And maybe the fall of Barcelona is going to link with the fall of Ter Stegen. Yeah, which so I could really see happening. Very interesting. I like how... Barcelona comes up very often, but you know it's it's, I mean, it's, it's an big, interesting it's a big time. Story. Yeah, it's, it's like, crazy. It's a turning point in the football history. We'll see, we'll see yeah. what happens. I'm curious. Big time. Yeah. I mean, throughout our lives, Barcelona's probably been the, the most prominent club. Oh yeah, for me, most definitely. Like yeah. I, I have memories of that '09 season of right. when they won this with Pep Guardiola. Well, even the time when we were born, before we were even watching footy from yeah. till now, it's been Barcelona. 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 Yeah. So. We'll see. I'm curious. I wouldn't like them to become a small club. Well, that's not going to happen. Well, I mean, the history be, is going to... You know what I mean, though. Like, a big downfall they are right now. Like, I want to see them rebound. Because yeah. I, like... I'm, I'm When I watch El Clasico, I prefer Barca over Real. But that's I just like the way they play and their, like, style and stuff like that. You know what like I'm that. curious about is... You know, when we were... Even, like, five years ago, like, even back then, like... Every young player who, like, breaks out and does well... Like, all right, where am I going? Barcelona or Real Madrid? Mm-hmm. Like, that was like, you know? This might change Who's going to be the next two or three huge clubs that the players are going to want to go to? Like, I don't know if it's going to be two or three clubs. I think it's just going to be like a, a group, like a kind of like a... Um, Super every, League. Every, yeah, pretty much like those teams, basically. Yeah. Yeah, but like you gotta look at the kids. Like, do you think our like our generation is different or even younger than us? Right. I, I think the know. Premiership will reign supreme. It's gonna have to come back. I think. I mean, I, I I can't see La Liga recovering. Both of their two biggest clubs are in financial disarray. On top of that, when you look outside of the top three, now we're maybe adding Sevilla to maybe make a top four in La Liga. But you look past that, they don't have like your Tottenham, you don't have your uh, Everton, West Ham, bigger clubs that aren't necessarily these Champions League clubs, but they still make the yeah. general league a lot better than your I mean, average league. That's really interesting because like for us even we still look at Barcelona and Real cuz we grow was, up yeah, and exactly. we, and like I look at like for me that's the peak. Like you will always be competing for everything with them. Right. But for kids like right now who are like 10 years old around that age, I'm guessing it's like like it's more City, uh, Liverpool, City, Bayern, yeah. Liverpool, Bayern so for like, sure, Bayern, Bayern no doubt. Sure. I feel like Bayern's the thing always going to have a fan base. Yeah, Bayern's always going to have but you don't really see players that like Oh, I'm going to Bayern. Destined like, for Bayern. Like unless, unless they're German and then yeah. the Bundesliga, <laughs> which is weird. Well, I, I think 
just you, kind you of can the philosophy. tell that our generation grew or our I guess age grew up with these Real and Barca ideas because you look at Holland and Mbappe, they still want to go to. I mean, Mbappe for sure still wants to go to yeah, Real. He's, he's no matter Real. no matter the situation the club's in. I mean, he wants to be that guy that's at Real <laughs> and wants to make it good, good again, great by, again. By the way, can we take a look at Vinicius Benzema? Mbappe next season. Oh my goodness! It's well. See, where does where does Benz Mbappe on the right? I see. I don't think he's gonna thrive there. On the right, I just don't see it. I think he's he needs to be central. Be where Benzema is gonna be, which is gonna cause some issues. Hmm. I think Benz is gonna. He's he can play. He plays with Benz. Um, in the France, in the France France. team, and they they play. They link up very well. They link up very well. Maybe they do. Don't they play two up top? Don't they play two up top in France? Do they? I don't know. I'm not sure. I thought so. Because wasn't I, it Giroud and Mbappe? I mean, this was four I, years I think, ago they did here's that. Here's the but. thing. I think Mbappe plays on the left. Mm-hmm. And, and I'm pretty sure he plays on the left and Benz is up top. No, no. Mbappe but, on the left uh, is a different but, story. But, but I'd agree with here's that. Here's the problem. Vinny's on the left. So right. So I, I think they need to be wingers. They need to figure it out. If Mbappe's really that good, he can play on the right. Come on, dude. I mean, Carlo Ancelotti, he I likes a 4-3-3 three, 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 too. He's gonna, it's going to be a 4-3-3. So, three, three. so yeah. it's, I think it's going to be those three up front. Okay, they played with two up top most of the Euros. Yeah. Really, with yeah. Mbappe and Benz. Yeah, maybe, they, maybe they'll change and they it. Didn't, that, and well, that's a possible. Maybe the thing with Vinny. France is they don't have really have a lot of wingers. They played with four mid, four yeah, center mids. Coleman, Dembele. They played with four center mids, most Crabio, Griezmann, Pogba, Kante. They have a lot of wingers, though. Nah, I'm, I'm trying to think. Coleman, Dembele. Dembele Diaby. was injured. Uh, but but, but not then the we're, we're automatically a class below the other wingers in yeah, the Euros. Yeah, Diaby wasn't on the team. That, like, I mean, that just proves it's not... Coleman was not the only winger, really. And he played... And who's made uh, He played up top and he played left back and right back most of the time. Well, see, you could throw Vinny at a cam roll and see how that goes. Or th- put, He's I too think, fast. No, I think Vinny put needs to be a winger. He's a class winger with skill and speed. Oh, of course. It's but, where he thrives. But how, I, I just don't see how... Unless he goes to the right, I don't see how Mbappe fits in this team and you get the most out of Mbappe. No doubt... He could do a job at uh, he could do a job at uh, right wing, but it wouldn't be the same Mbappe we're seeing now. Mm. I mean, he needs to get he, he's positioning and speed, and so it's hard to position yourself from that right wing to where I think he wants to be, which is like Cutting it right in. in front of the keeper or just to the left, just to the right, but well, always within the goalpost. I, I think I'll think they'll work it out. Um, I think they will play a four three three though, or like very maybe a very I narrow four three three, four four two with two up top. I think I'll have to. But then that, see, that throws around their midfield. I know. The that's what I mean. Cruz, Smodrich, and Casemiro. They're going to have to figure it out. They will. Man. I don't, I don't think there's a problem. Do you think, think, think they go three in the back? That would be interesting. I don't think so. No. Who's big, this? Real. Do, Real? I, see, Vinny, I can't, can't, Vinny can't be a wingback. Well, I mean, he could. It'd just be a very overlapping wingback, and your right wingback would have to be pretty I, much... You'd pretty much have to convert to a four in the back with Vinny playing as like this extra I, winger. I think, Vinny or, I think Mbappe's just going to play on the right. I think that's what's going to end up happening. He's gonna, they're going to try I mean, it. This is going to be like a Griezmann at Barcelona situation. It's going to be like a puzzle so piece. How old is Benzema? What? Uh, he's like 34, I believe. It's he, He's coming up to the end. See, that's the thing is maybe he does. Maybe you just throw Mbappe on the right for one year. Benz gets his move back to France and then at, with over. PSG or something. And then, uh, yeah, and then and then he's up top. You that's, get, that's what I mean. Give him get play because you still have Rodrigo, who's still a quality player. He's obviously not Mbappe that front three yeah. level, but he's someone that they're trying Back to develop. Up. Right. Back up. And say Benzema goes, then you have 
Vinny, Bappe, I mean, they have Rodrigo. so many. They have so many options on the right. Asensio, uh, Lucas Vasquez, Bale. Bale's in the dump. Yeah, right, I mean, he's. Yeah. <laughs> Benzema is thirty-four. Just sir. Yeah, so I think two more years probably. Right. Two-one. Um, yeah. Right. I definitely see him going back to France. So. Or retiring, I guess. Moving on to some hot takes. Who would like to go first? Who wants to be? The, I, would you like to go first? Yeah, guess, guess I think first. I think mine's pretty obvious. But guess guess what yours is? No, I, I would say oh. I'll, I'll let the guest go first. Oh, guest, sorry. So I think um, that the Robertson Kane situation, both of those tackles, I think the issue should be that, uh, or my hot take per se, is that Robertson should not have got a red card, uh, purposely because Kane was did not give it a red card for if not a worse challenge, the similar challenge. Um, and I think this inconsistency in the Prem is very evident between penalties, between red cards, yellow cards. Um, and then on top of that, I want to—I mean, do we need these challenges to be red cards? I mean, the, the Robertson one, he went to kick the ball, it seems. He obviously left a bit in there. I, but, I mean, it's a sport. We all know how when okay. we play sports, your adrenaline's pumping. He had just scored a goal. You know, there's a lot of blood rushing. It's a big game. It was 2-2. And... Or 2-1, I think, at that time. And it's just like, is that a necessary red card? Is that taken away from the game at all by making that a red card? The refereeing decisions this past week or two, or this season in general, shows how incompetent the referees are in the Prem. Mm -hmm. This is the referees, you know, people will say, oh, it's VAR's fault. No, it is not VAR's fault. It is the people that sit behind in the VAR studio... Who are incompetent. They're the, they same, are. they're the same referees that are repping the games. Yes, yeah, because it's all a big bars, sense. They're all boys. These guys yeah. on the field, it's been like the same five guys for the last 20 years. Yeah. We need to figure something out. Well, we're, I mean, Anthony Taylor, you know, all these guys. The Mike Dean. Yeah, these the guys Harry are shocking. challenge, clear red card. If, if Robertson doesn't jump, that's straight through his shins. Yeah, yeah, no. Because he jumped. Yeah. That is straight through his shins. His leg... And, it was basically almost two footed. He was four feet in the air it, by the in, it, in a picture in a free frame I have insane. here. I disagree with you with the Robertson thing. I think the Robertson is a red card, and here's why: when he goes into that challenge, he goes in with with malice. You, well, you can losing the ball, yeah. You can tell the way he went up to him and kicked him. He did it with like excessive force, and he did it with anger, which is not okay. You should be sent off for that. You know, well, I understand if you're going for the ball and you miss. Etc. You go in hard, cool. But you you can tell the way he went into the challenge. It you know I'm not saying he was trying to hurt Emerson because he I don't think he was. That's not as well, I don't he wouldn't think do it's that as dangerous as the tackle that Kane put out. It isn't. Uh, Nor but is I'm, it really... I'm completely I'm completely separating the two though. Right, you're talking about the anger. I, I'm, versus look, I'm the, looking. The, the, I'm okay. not looking at the game because refereeing decisions shouldn't be based off of how the game's been going. Like yeah. you can't, you can't be making like, oh, I missed, Make you know, calls. I missed a pen, so I, you know, you that cannot. Yeah. It has to be independent every single time. It, it can't be based off one or the other. So in my opinion, it was a red card because I watched him go into that challenge and I could tell he did that out of like pure anger. And, like, he was just like, I'm just going to kick the shit out of this guy. Yeah, but like, we've all played sports. Like, yeah, that's that's a part of it. You yeah, get, but you can't do that. It. I know it's yeah, a part but, of it. It's it, it, a red. I, I dis- it's a red. I, I disagree. I think that's a yellow, and you, you pull him to the side. And if he does it again, then, it's of course, it's another yellow, and boom, he's off. But he's, you know, everybody out on that field was playing hard. 
And yeah, you leave some in with everybody, but that that always happens. I'm sure you've left some tackles in, and you've of been fine. Like mean, it's a part of the game, in my opinion. And it, once you start taking it away, you get this like ticky tacky stuff, and then the game's getting stopped all the time. And we're seeing these like stupid penalties yeah. and these stupid red cards. I I could I'll say it like this: I could see it definitely being a yellow. I could see it being a yellow because well, he it, didn't even leave his feet. Yeah, he I, he like tried to kick the ball, miskicked it, and just kind of he shielded. With he the, shielded and he, yeah. he kicked him, but. The Harry Kane is just absolutely horrible what happened there. That's pure red. It's just it's well, horrible. And that's why I'm like, I think the consistency between those two calls is what needs to be looked at more or less. Is that if that Kane card or that Kane challenge is a yellow and maybe whoever was refereeing, I forget who, didn't see it fully, didn't see the full thing. But I think that's a VAR, a clear VAR it's, possible red card. It, it is a possible red card, and it's it's horrible because of how inconsistent it is. Because you even go back last week... And that uh, Kufal challenge on Lacazette yeah. in the Arsenal, mm-hmm. that end of the game, yeah. I was watching it, and he won the ball. It was a great tackle. Yeah. You know, he his shin kind of hit the, not the top of the ball, but like towards the top middle, I guess. And then he got the ball, and his follow-through went through Lacazette, which is normal, but it wasn't dangerous, and he got the ball completely. It should not have been a second yellow card. And, it, you know, it gave a pen. Uh, so, is a red card. And then uh, a penalty. If he scores that penalty, it was in the it was game over. You know what I mean? So, it, it, this is consistently happening over different games. And it's seriously really, really bad. Because it ruins games. It, it, it can change how a championship is decided. Well, I think people forget sometimes this is a contact sport. You know, we're not... We're not trying to. We're trying to protect the players, but we're not protecting them so much that everybody's like, "Oh yeah, just run by me, man. I can't do anything," you know. And that cool foul challenge. I mean, what else is he gonna do? Let him, you know? let him shoot. Like, he's already in the box. Yeah. I mean, he can't just take him he has out. To do something. Yeah, he has to put in a challenge, and not only that, he puts in a what I would call a good challenge. It was a great challenge. And he just, you know, because the ref sees some contact, and the rules state, you know, contact in the box that messes with. The players, but or whatever, like, I, I just don't understand. Like penalty, they have like four refs outside of the game watching it. Like I, you, you see, it's clearly wrong. Var, I don't know, but maybe it's just me, like not seeing things. But I feel like lately, when, when things go to VAR, it rarely comes out how it should. I don't know. It just seems like they kind of took take two seconds to look at it and they just like uh, flip a coin or something. Like it just doesn't well, seem right. I think they they get scared to overturn the ref on the field's that call be because it. once you start doing that too much, then there's a fear. I think that these refs on the field are going to lose their credibility. But you also look at the refs on the field and they just can't make a call on their own. It's like they wait for the VAR to do something. So it's a problem with. Oh, there's both. definitely sometimes they a have ref. To, they have to figure out how to work together, and it's not that hard. Yeah. Well, I think sometimes a ref won't even see what happens. He just calls something so that VAR can look at it and make the proper call. And, I mean, I really think the, the ref, you know, like, all, the, all of them being VAR refs too, I think that's got to stop. I think we need, like, a separate committee uh, that is the VAR committee, and then you have our the oh, refs. The committee. You know, I, and then the I, refs I, talk yeah. to someone who they haven't known for I don't 15 see that. years. I don't see that happening because it's just Right, like, but I think that's yeah. the proper way that this would... VAR could maybe get more credibility. Because the VARs are technically refs as well. Um, but it's, 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 it's... The game should be refereed how it was refereed for the past 50 years. Right. It, it just, with the rules that we have now. Referee the game normally, 
and don't even think about VAR. If anything happens, then um, we go to VAR and we change it, okay? Simple. If it was a wrong call, it was a wrong call, cool. We make mistakes and we move. It's, it's like they're both depending on each other and they don't know what to do. Like, what's the point of a linesman now? They never, like, you'll see a guy, like, 10 yards past the yeah, defender. He, he and he just raise doesn't raise his flag. Like, what? A, God, dude. I'm not I saw sure. it on the TV he was offside. Like, you're on the, you're standing even with the defensive line. Like, you're telling me you can't see that? Well, and ridiculous. I think. Raise po- your flag. I mean, especially those, it poses a big risk to the players once someone's in from behind. I mean, defenders are going all out to stop that ball from getting there. They'll put in any challenge. Yeah. And I think with these. You have to be looking for a lot of things. Right. Well, and I think what you said is these linesmen, yeah, are just kind of pointless. I don't, I don't, I don't know what look the point is. We can have a robot a, down there when tracking you're a, people. When you're a player, that's what people are saying. Like you might as well just like get a camera, camera yeah, and just it goes it. roll side yeah, to side and follows not? the last defender. You might as well, but they just don't know how to work with VAR. It's so simple. Referee the game how you used to. Like for example, play out the offsides call. Even if he raises his flag, play to the end. Try and score. If you don't, cool. Whatever. Because there's been situations where the referee raises his flag, he's not offside, and the goal counts. Yeah. So I don't understand why they just don't do the normal thing and let VAR help them out. Instead, they're like yeah. relying on each other, which is just not going to work. They really need to change it. Well, it's, it's part of this integration of VAR. It's going to take some time before... The Prem figures out what's going on. And yeah, but it's just inco- pure incompetence because you look at when they first implemented VAR at the World Cup, it went so smooth. I don't know if you guys remember. In the 2018 World Cup, it was extremely smooth. Like, the they just player. introduced it. They just did it so well, which mm. I think shows the competence of the FIFA referees, which are obviously different to the English referees, uh, the English uh Premiership referees because it's like a like, different organization. They, they did it correctly. They did it the thing because they, they were like freshly trained or whatever. You know, they, mm-hmm. <clears throat> foul happened. If there was some controversy, they went over to the screen mm-hmm. and they watched it themselves. Right. If there was still some discrepancy, then they went to VAR. It's changed now. It's not changed, but like they don't do it throughout how the. They, they don't, never go to the screen. Like, go have a look at yourself. Well, they only go to the screen if they tell VAR them tells them to. Right. Sometimes you might... Why don't you just go to the... Look, it's a penalty call. It could decide a game. Talk to VAR. He's talking to you right now. to Tell him, hey, look, Anthony, you know, go take a look at the screen. This is what we're thinking. Like, I've refereed, like, for very, like, small levels. Like, obviously, you can't compare the Prem to, um, like, a U10 yeah. uh, amateur, <laughs> you know, children, basically. But it's the same concept. As a referee, if there's a penalty call... You go talk to your linesman, you two discuss, talk what you both saw, and you can make a decision together, but the center ref calls it. But you make that decision together. You have to trust each other and come up with it. Same thing with the VAR. It needs to be that connection and trust that you're working together to solve the problem. It's very simple, and they just seem to not be able to figure it out. So I just don't know. They just need to change something. Um, Because it has been ridiculous. Well, everybody's been calling for VAR to be changed. I think, I really think the Prem's... Even when they step in, I think these refs have a good control over what's going to happen with VAR because they're probably looked at as the trusted people to do this. Mm-hmm. I mean, I think, you know, you look at some American sports, we've had video assistant this and that for, um, for years in football. I mean, tw- almost 20 years. Mm-hmm. And there's never really been a huge controversy over it. I think what they're trying to do in the Prem is make VAR like almost overshadow the ref. You know, like mm. the ref is on the field, but 
in, when the ref goes over to the screen, is the ref really going to tell the committee of four guys above him? No, I think you're wrong. I'm going to make the other call. I mean, think about it. You're, it's his your final call, Your buddies though. are telling you that are also refs are telling you, no, no, it's this. But what you saw on the field is something else. I mean, I think majority of these people are probably going with what VAR says. Yeah, it's a pressure. Even though the ref could change thing. that call if he the, wanted to. At the end of the day, he has the power to make the final call, the right. center ref. But it's a pressure thing. I think it's like, you know, he's hearing all these opinions, all these, you know, you're hearing a stadium of 50,000 people saying what they want. Yeah. You have to, it's, it's hard, it's hard to, to go with what you really believe and uh, when you're hearing these five guys in a box somewhere telling you, make this call, make this call, but you don't believe it, mm-hmm. it's hard. Even if you wanted to go with you, what you think, I don't know. Of course, but like, they have to understand everything happens at lightning fast speeds on the field. Like, these are professional athletes. Things that happen that fast, you have to look back at them sometimes because your eyes can be deceived. Your positioning yeah. may be bad. Maybe it's a counterattack. You're a ref. You're a human. You sprinted across the field. You mm-hmm. have to be fit. Like, obviously, they take fitness tests, but, like, you're, you may be a little tired. Mm-hmm. It's Your eyes can be deceived. There's nothing wrong with just going to check the monitor and then discussing it with the VAR people, the guys who are in the box, your colleagues, who are the also referees. Right. Look what happened slow-mo and real-time because slow-mo can also be deceiving like it may sometimes it looks so bad in Mm slow-mo but it's really nothing so look at both so many solutions but they just don't do anything about it i just want to see them trying to be proactive with it like you you saw on the weekend they were protecting the ref the association the premier league was protecting the referee against the Kane decision which yeah. was clearly a red card. And that's like pure ignorance to me. Like, you're, why can't you just go out and say, look, guys, we made a mistake? Instead, you're protecting a wrong decision. That's so wrong to me. Like, admit that you made the mistake, show how you're going to fix it, and move on. Instead, they're trying to protect the referee to, I guess, not cause chaos. But, like, that's even worse because it's so blatantly obvious as of what happened. Well, people are just trusting whatever's going on with VAR and the referees less and less. And, uh, mm-hmm. yeah, I, I was going to say, I forgot what I was going to say, though. No, I mean, it's just a credibility thing. If they keep, the, you know, backing wrong decisions, if they keep uh, lacking consistency in decisions and, in, 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 you know, um, what they, the process of going to VAR, going to the screen, you know, if they keep, you know, fluctuating with the, what they're supposed to do, who's going to stick with them? Who's going to say, yeah, we should go to VAR. Yeah, we should keep using this. Like, no, this is not going to happen. Well, I think it's a good idea that both of you, I think, brought up is that the order of which these proceedings occur, uh, the ref is just standing on the field for five minutes half the time like this, (laughs) waiting, (laughs) waiting. And then, you know, maybe they call him over, maybe not. But for all he knows, they could be looking at the the wrong game, (laughs) telling him these information. You know what I mean? Like, he doesn't know what they're looking at. He doesn't know what they're seeing. He's just being told through his ear when, again, he hasn't seen the film. Mm Mm-hmm. So he's just going off of his memory and being told, like, this is what happened. And, and like, you, like I said before, it can be very deceiving of what happens. Like, sometimes, right. like, even when you're playing as a player, the ball, like, you're in a, your angle is just off, and it, you think it went off the other player, and it's your ball. Mm-hmm. But, like, it actually went off the, uh, your own teammate, yeah. and it's their ball. Everything's it, super it, fast. It's, it can be deceiving. Like, you can be wrong. 
So instead of him standing there like an idiot, touching his ear, you know, why mm. doesn't he just walk, jog over to the monitor and check it out himself? Right. Yeah. It's, I don't. I don't like that he has to be beckoned over by the VAR. It's just why he should just go and check it. Like in the World Cup, they did that so well. He, the guy who makes the decision, not somebody else. He should be making the decision. Goes and checks it himself and discusses it with people that are helping him make that decision, <laughs> instead of them making it for him. So, you know. And these yes. are all big, big decisions. So when you have a ref on the field, the head, the center ref, he's, he's the ref. It's not VAR is refing this game. You Harry, know? If Harry the Kane head ref get, is refing the game. Harry Kane gets sent off, uh, Liverpool win that game. And that is two extra points for the title fight. Oh, that Pure was, and simple. That game was huge. The, the red so, card to Robinson was huge. And were, Tottenham, and, and no Tottenham don't to save Kane. a point uh, against a big, a big six team Keeps to, them to in fight. Their which top is five. which is unfortunate for teams like uh, West Ham, Man U, and Arsenal. Arsenal. Yep. So, you know, um, yeah. I'll move on to mine. My hot take. Um, something about Newcastle. I have no matter. How much money is going to be thrown in January? Which there will be money thrown. Um, no matter what they do and how much, they're going down. I don't care who. They can bring in Mbappe, they're going down. Okay? Um, which makes it very interesting for me. So, I've got the table right here. Uh, in 20th place, we got Norwich. So, this is going from bottom to top. Norwich, Newcastle, Burnley, Watford, Leeds. Leeds are 16th. Then, points-wise, Newcastle... And Norwich are tied bottom on 10 points. Wow. Um, and Burnley's above them on 11. Watford on 13 and 17th and 16 are leads. Okay. Um, they have 16 so, points? So, yes, correct. Okay. So right now, Burnley, Newcastle, and Norwich are going down. Um, I just don't see how they do it. I don't care. Like I said, I don't care if they bring in Messi, Ronaldo, who, whoever. It just <laughs> wouldn't have made a difference. It won't make a difference. They are going to go down. Just the quality that I just don't see them winning those games. Because, look, Kyle brought this up in other um, podcasts before. Teams know that they want to buy players. So if you're going to sell, I'm going to double the price. You, you, I know you're in trouble. What situation you're yeah, in. Yeah, you got the money. You, you want to you wanna buy Coutinho? 70 mil. <laughs> oh, you can't pay? You don't want? It's okay. We'll, we'll find a different spot for him. Clubs, no. So I just don't see it happening. Burnley are going to find a way to escape, maybe. Ah, I, I think Burnley... They, I mean, they granted, they, they drew us, but that was just... I mean, we were in shambles. And they then always escape, though. Like, Charity you FC never know. came into full fruition. They always, they always escape somehow. Like, I, I see... Sean Dyche does it again? I, I see Watford, Newcastle, Norwich going down. Like, I just don't see it happening. Their defense is so bad. Obviously, they played City, but 4-0. Again, just... just conceding four again, goals in the four, like... four goals again. Um, to, like who? Who do you see them beating? I only see the uh, Newcastle. Who do you uh, see? Well, who? they only have one win. I in, in eighteen <laughs> weeks, they've won one game. So who? That we're almost at the halfway point with twenty teams. Dude, I, it's like so any time yeah, you I see agree. Newcastle on the schedule, you're just like, it's kids win. Triple captain. Yeah. Triple captain. <laughs> triple captain on the FPL. But Dude, like, it's like I, I can mean, only see them beating Everton, like currently because of how the situation they're in. Leeds, Watford, Burnley, Norwich. That's the only teams I can see them beating. Dude, they can't beat. They can't beat a Burnley. They they don't have the creativity. They, they don't have the, the drive. Uh, Leeds, the, Leeds uh, are poor right now. Leeds are very poor. Leeds. I mean, Bielsa wants to play one way and one way only. And if his team's not fit for that, 
from COVID or from whatever other other reasons. I mean, they only had when they played Chelsea, they had uh, eight eight players who actually started for Leeds at the start of the season, and the rest were academy players, including the bench. Which is, I mean, that's that's nuts. Only eight of your starting is bad. Starting they, they, lineup. They had a fifteen-year-old on the bench against Arsenal. Exactly. Fifteen-year-old. Yeah, Fifteen. <laughs> um, they had nobody else to play. They had a fifteen-year-old. Yep. That's how bad the situation. It's just injuries galore and COVID cases. It, yeah. It's they're that, injuries. That's definitely a team that would vote for a break. Oh, they would. They are <laughs> I mean, no doubt. For, like, apart from the COVID cases, their injury issues are horrible. I know Bamford's out of injury. Um, so is Calvin Phillips. Like the, the, Rafinha is keeping that team alive. Their core, he and really I, I could see Rafinha also leaving. So Leeds may be in trouble. Like Leeds are a shout for taking that 18th spot. I won't lie, because I, I'm I, worried if, for Leeds. If Rafinha leaves uh, to Liverpool, it's over. Jeez. I mean, like, Watford. It, they have and Dennis. it can very well happen because uh, African Cup of Nations. Mane mm-hmm. leaves. You know, Liverpool like like Rafinha, he can go. So, like I said. I don't know what you guys think. I I don't care who they buy. I just think they're going down. It's over. Which is really interesting for the players, because like, well, I don't know who would go to a club that's going down. No matter how much. Mo- no, no, no. I'm sorry, but you're going to play in the EFL it championship. On the, it depends on the player. It depends on the player. But I mean, the Newcastle targets. I think at the start of the season when this buy came in. Or... Like what, what if a Jesse Lingard goes to Newcastle? He's not going to go. West Ham would why? pay. Why? West Ham West would Ham buy him, and they're going to get your league. To yeah. Well, what, what if he gets his contract doubled? Who cares? He wants to play. He does Dude. care. He's he's no, he's twenty eight. He yeah. doesn't play at all. He's gonna play week in week out at Newcastle. Dog has spent four years of his life in the shithole of United between the fans and the management and everything. They've been like just completely ripping him apart, and now he's he's gonna take his chance in the EFL Championship. There's no way he after after that loan season at West Ham. There's no way he he would love more than anything. That to play actual football for an entire fucking season. If Jesse Lingard goes to the championship, what kind of numbers is he putting up? 25 goals, uh, 20 assists a season? Yeah, I was going to say 60 goals maybe. <laughs> Mitrovic. It's going to be like, um, it's going to be similar to uh, some career mode stuff Pier- going Pirlo, on there. Yeah. Pirlo in the Serie B. So, I don't know, man. I feel bad for him. I really like Newcastle as a, like their fans and stuff like that. Their history, their stadium. So, pretty sad, but it's... It, I think it's just showing, it's it's like a Barcelona situation. Their ownership, previous Mike Ashley, just now the sun's shining through. It's showing exactly what he left, mm-hmm. and it's just the players are just not good enough. Well, like, even Eddie Howe, I mean, is he really a guy who's going to fight you out of rele- relegation? He's done it before, but he's also gone but, down. Uh, he's, I don't I, think I, I don't think don't he's a relegation kind of guy. I really don't think he's the right coach for what their goals are at all. I think and he was kind they of can't a get filler. a guy that's good enough. No, no one no. wants to go there. I think I think Eddie Howe is like they need to trust him for the next three years, kind of thing. You but, have to commit to a project. Yeah. I mean, if you're, if, you're, if, you're, if they go down, there's no doubt you're not look, getting rid of Eddie Howe. Because think course, about it this but, way. Cause think about it this way. If they bring in like a a relegation manager, and then he signs like. What do you do? Do you just sign players on contract or on loan to just try and stay up and then use the next season when you're in the prem, you try and do that project and like then you get your manager oh because cuz I, I mean then you it, have it's, to. It's a really tough situation because you're kind of stuck cuz like what if you go down? You sign these players and you switch manager again. This manager doesn't want these players. I gotta think. These players are on a big contract now and he doesn't want them. Like it's a really tough situation how to balance it correctly. 
I gotta think that Newcastle, at this point, they're starting to plan to go down. Oh, I mean, you, you have to have a safety plan. They need a plan B of if they go down. Yeah, I mean, well, I mean, I think loans are the way to go because I just don't think you're gonna get the quality or the type of player, no matter how much money, to play in the EFL for you. I mean, look, and and then also be the player that you're gonna build with. I, I just don't see it. If they can, if they can knock two wins out. Well, they're back in. They're 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 tied with Leeds, you know. If See, Leeds don't yeah. win, but like that's what I'm saying. Like you, those clubs can also tie and win. You need to knock some results out, and they can do it. Well, they've well, drawn. You know they've drawn plenty of games. But if they if they're gonna go and try and sign anyone right now in January, or if, even on loan, those clubs are like, we're not paying any of their wages. You're paying all the wages. Oh, of course. If they sign anyone, they know they're they gonna have the money. to. They're gonna have to throw so much money. At these guys, I don't think that's an issue necessarily. That's no. what I'm saying, but no, what I'm saying, like, come down the line, you're you're paying guys two hundred thousand dollars a week, and they're shitters. How yeah. are you gonna offload him if he's not good? Oh enough? yeah, that's a good point. Like, good what point. are you gonna do with a guy that's on that's on three hundred thousand pounds a week, and he's and he's shocking. He'd rather just sit at the bench. Oh, on yeah, he's gonna sit there. Oh, of course. And then you have a wasted spot in the team. I mean, you have a wasted guy, and he's not gonna. Dude. He's gonna be okay that, in the that, reserves. That's what I'm trying to say, though. It's like that the choosing of the manager is so crucial because it's a horrible situation if you bring a manager in. He brings in those players on those huge wages, and then you bring in like the actual manager you want the no, progress, yeah. and he mm-hmm. doesn't want him. It's a really sticky situation. But that's a Ziyech um, situation, I think, over at Chelsea. I mean, Ziyech plays, but he was a Frank Lampard signing, yeah. and he kind of just is falling out. Yeah, I mean, he was 28. He was making his big move, and I mean, he has not. I mean, he's had some big goals for us, but you know, it's not it's the Z move. Expected. I think he's gonna look to go. Um, yeah. I just before we move on to the to the last one, um, I just wanted to give a shout out to Callum Wilson. Um, six goals for Newcastle in nineteenth, like respect. Six yeah, six hurts. goals his for what? Hurts. Yeah, his it's hurting. Um, <laughs> he's gonna. Be well, and do do they lose him if they go down? I mean, I, I gotta I, think that's so. That's why I don't. Th- I think he's a quality prem striker. Like, yeah, he will. Get, he's getting he's his gonna goals. Get a move, bro. Someone's gonna mm. pick him up. A lead, I mean, not a Leeds, but an Everton. If DCL goes, that would be a good replacement. That would be a good. Re- he just gets you the. He's like a. He can get you 10, 15 goals. If Kane leaves, I can see him going to Spurs. <sighs> wow, that that would be a huge. That would be an interesting. Move. That'd be a lot. Those are big shoes to fill. I think. I know. Those I are know. big, big shoes to I fill. Know. I don't think he'll put up Kane numbers, but I think he'll just slot in. Like, yeah. like I said, like well, 10, 10 20 goals, like all comps, I think he can easily put up 20 goals, all comps, yeah. in a season. I'm yeah. curious, now this is major extreme, but would the Newcastle owners sell a championship club? What do you mean a championship club? Just, just get rid of them. Buy a Newcastle? different club. Newcastle? Oh, no. No, they're too deep. It's over. No, I, they're, they're sticking with the project. I mean, what deep. have they done so far? It's been complicated, and like Kyle said, what have they done? You know what's really funny, though? I love every single Prem game when Newcastle play. They nicely zoom in on the two owners and the two like representatives, and they're just sitting there just like, oh, I want to die. <laughs> like, like Dude, they could have bought West Ham, London Club. Oh, Already not, in Europa League football, they messed up not getting West Ham. It, they could have West Ham could have been fucking. Imagine West it. Ham with billionaire owners. Yeah. West Ham, Dude, West London, Ham would London become a powerhouse. Court. You already have a massive stadium, so it's not like you need to do anything with the stadium. You have a good core. You're obviously not going down like a Newcastle. I, I don't know. I, I think the Newcastle situation is also. It is like a Barca situation, but on like opposite ends. In a way, you yeah. got. You got. You're good financially, but. 
you're about to go down versus bad, fi- bad financially, yeah. but you're just kind of middle of the pack. Not Man. where you used to be. I not can't at get the top. Old. Imagine them beginning West Ham. Oh my god! That, right, they were like, what's what's what what's going on right now? If West Ham then <laughs> with, with the billionaire owners get reinforcements in January, easy top four. I mean, who who would who wouldn't want to go to West Ham? For a title. If, they, if they were paying the same money as Chelsea, United, United, Liverpool, City, who wouldn't want to go to West Ham? It's just another London club, Arsenal. It is a London club, right? Dude, they, I would, with London they would Stadium, be challenging for the I mean. title. Mm-hmm. They would be challenging for yeah, the title. Yeah, of course. London be. Stadium, this perfect stadium for a massive. They're already body. beating big six clubs I with mean, the players they have now. Jack with Clem, David Moyes at the head, like they're, their spine is solid. Yeah. But but like what West Ham need. Uh, this January for sure is a new striker. I think yeah. because did, did Antonio, you, put, you can't rely on Antonio. Did for you that see long. he went back to right back when they lo- when yeah. they let a man down? Which is that like respect nuts. to Antonio, the fact that he can just do that. Well, he used to be respect. a right wing back. I yeah. remember in FIFA seventeen, he was a right wing back. Yeah. All right. What's your hot take, sir? All right, Colin. Let's talk about this hot take here. Uh-huh. Chelsea are out of the title race. Oh no doubt. Chelsea I mean, I, I thought the they were out race. when we. Drew with uh, Everton. And I think Chelsea are challenging for top four right now. They're trying to keep their spot. I agree with that second one. I don't think... Look, I, I'm, I'm like on the bridge, uh, on the seesaw with it, okay? Because um, they might think that they're cruising in that third place, Mm-mm. but Mm-mm. they need to be careful. And I told this to somebody else that I know that supports Chelsea. I told them, listen... Arsenal, Tottenham, and you, West Ham, they're starting to to smell the blues. You know they're close. They're sniffing. They're sniffing. West Ham, Spurs, or United catch some sign some type of form. They need to be careful if they keep drawing these games. That's what I'm saying. They need to be very careful because they will be caught, and it's going to be a race then for the third and fourth spot. Um, so if that you know as as a neutral from a neutral perspective, I think it'd be so interesting. You would have Chelsea, Arsenal, Tottenham, West Ham, Man U, all fighting for those two spots. Extremely interesting situation. But um, do, do you think they're gonna? Uh, so call, what do you? What, do you, what are your thoughts? Uh, Chelsea is gonna have to. It, I, I don't think at the current pace we're going that that would be the case. I think these next. So we have Villa, then Brighton. Okay, these next two games. If we if we, if we if we don't drop if we need to go six six for six for points because then we have Liverpool and City back to back with tough. an FA Cup. So, but the only thing is, if somehow if we get our our men back and we get a full lineup going by that Liverpool game, which is January second, so that's very unlikely. Um, if if we somehow get a point from Liverpool again. Or beat one of the two and get a point from another one. I think we're we could pull right back into the race. So these next good. four games crucial. for Chelsea are incredibly crucial. Yeah, I, I, it's, it's season defining. And then we have Tottenham right after. So it goes Liverpool, City, Tottenham, all three in a row. That is season defining. Yeah. If you can beat one of them, if you and this is why I think we're even we one of them. So you're big. back in it. If you beat two one of, of them, two. If I mean C- City would them, be the ideal be one to beat due to the. Top of those. Cities are, but cities before, are ridiculous right Before now. we oh, move on, though, we, we cannot ignore Aston Villa and Brighton. 
Those yeah. are two very tough games. Brighton have because been falling in form for about they have yeah, a few weeks. six weeks. But, but like I'd Bright- say. Brighton is such a like drawable game. Yeah, but it, I, I them think... defensively, it's such a like in like when I think of Brighton, they're just like annoying. Drew like one one game. That's because you're Arsenal, man. You got fucking no. Malpe. In general, they in... they've drawn three of the last five games. See, I, I, coming from a Chelsea fan, I worry about Wolves more than Brighton because we've had these yeah, issues with Wolves. Too. See, Brighton, I think, are the Everton of last year. You know, they started hot, mm-hmm. looked good, looked good, and then just... They are, their form has dropped off a lot. I mean, look, the last... It goes loss, draw, 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 loss yeah. for yeah. a Brighton so, perspective. But also, I want to talk about Aston Villa. Stevie, Stevie G. G's been doing very well. Um, you, That's also a very drawable game. Chelsea need yeah. to be careful. I would even say they Stevie G could pull a win there, and, and, and if, he could. Here's what he I'll could say. if Chelsea is again very off the pace. If, if we're they missing, need to be careful because that is an easy. That's a winnable game for Aston Villa if they are off the pace. If you don't have Lukaku back by, I'll say by Liverpool, it's going to be Lukaku very is not the hard. issue. The issue is that Havertz, Werner, and Lukaku are all out, and they're all our number nines right now. Pulisic yeah, has true. played number nine for the past three, and he's a left wing. Okay, so you'll need, need a number nine. That's kind of what I meant. I take Timo because at least Timo gets in there and shoots, even if he misses every time. He's putting chances <laughs> on net. <laughs> Maybe you get a rebound, here. For a rebound. He also scored in his last two appearances. Yeah, he did. He did. So I, I think. We, we need one of those back because we need an actual number nine to secure us wow, up top. I, wow, I just did not realize that those are the fixtures coming. That is season-defining right yeah. there. Because say they don't get six points, right? Well, if we lose six points, if even if we get the six points from Villain Brighton, we lose six, we're out, on level with you. So, um, so the, points uh, mandatory. Those three games. games, Liverpool, City, Tottenham all in a row, like that coincides with the top four battle because... If they even tie Tottenham and lose Liverpool City, well, that Tottenham game is going to depend on the Liverpool City game. If we if we somehow beat both of them, Tottenham have no chance. We're going to be so fired oh, up for that. I, I think now, so. even if we take a point from each games, I don't think Tottenham has a chance. I think Tottenham needs us to lose at least one. Yeah. Uh, I mean, it's isn't Antonio Conte and um, some of my friends. They don't rate Conte. I think they should. I think Conte. I think Tottenham next year is going to be. Uh, I don't know how you can. I don't know how you can't rate Conte. His second year, it's always it always is his second year. Um, he comes in, does okay. Boom, I, second year, he's he's top of the league. He's, I mean, they're going to be fighting for sneaky it. Sneaky Spurs, man. Mm-hmm. Um, they've saying. quietly gone about their business. I haven't heard anybody talk about it. Any big news media or whatever. Kane's even they, quieted down. They, dude, they they've been their form's been really good. Oh yeah, they they have games in hand. They're if they win all their games in they've hand, they've won three of the last five. Well, think about this. If they, they're they're above us if they win their games. I was in gonna hand. say they have three games in hand on Arsenal, who are currently sitting wow, fourth. Three, I didn't realize. And three. they mm-hmm. are six points behind Arsenal. And yeah. and you have to look at what the games in hand are. One of them I know is Burnley because they got canceled yeah. by the snow. Yep. So I think they can beat Burnley with especially Conte the way he plays and stuff I can like check. that. I can check. They 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 definitely beat Burnley. Um, so. The other two, I I know one of them less is Leicester. That's a tough game. Sure, yeah, definitely one. One is Leicester. Uh, Leicester's been kind of. So it's Brighton, Burnley, they have and Leicester. Brighton, ah, uh, I could see them. So I think you're that's looking like at, seven points for them. You're looking at Brighton like they were ten weeks ago. That's I think it's like seven, six points for have them you, right there. Because I, I just think Brighton have dropped so much in quality. Yeah, they had, they've had a few issues. I think I think Grand Potter, he's good. I don't think he's good the squad with the Brighton just isn't squad. Able to keep yeah, up. It's a, I mean, I think he could him at maybe Arsenal or West Ham mm-hmm. or Tottenham. I think he could do fairly well. 
I think it's just tough with the squad that he's got. I mean, Brighton also have two games in hand, too. That is a good point. So who knows? But they're down. I mean, the, the farthest they could climb is to Tottenham, which is at seven. Right. And they're and Tottenham's three games down, too. So that's, oh, that's oh, interesting. Man. I think, I think yeah, so I think those four games are the big defining moments to Chelsea. I, I don't think... I mean, the six-point gap, it's been dropping the past few because of these draws. I think the issue is getting some of these players out. I mean, four. Uh, what was it? Three out of the five midfielders uh, who are actually midfielders were out with COVID, and then uh, Jorginho played through a knock with Everton, yeah. and Ruben Loftus-Cheek got a knock during the game and had to keep playing. And then the next game, we got Ruben Loftus-Cheek and Chalaba, who played midfield in the academy, but going from a midfield in the academy to playing in the defenders in the prem. And then now you're trying to be a midfielder in the Prem with his body type, with the way he plays. It's just not going to happen. It's like he, putting he Rudiger. Move. It's he, like putting Rudiger out there. He can't move fast enough. No, it's, I mean it looked bad, and that's why Saul came in. And luckily, he finally had a decent performance and was able to hold down the midfield. We looked so much better in that second half of that Wolves games. Even Thomas Tuchel came out and said, you know, he wasn't even upset about the result. Really, he said, you know, I was very happy with the performance in the second half. Because he knew that going into that Wolves game, they'd only conceded four goals this whole year. Or, what is it? Four. Not four. It was four in the last uh, nine. Them defensively, they're, are, very, they're very strong. It's just, they're, they have offensive issues. They've also been under the radar. I mean, they mm-hmm. had the new coach brought in. I forget get his name. He's doing and, a very good job. Yeah, for, the Portuguese for coach. Where, what were they, 16th last year? They're doing, he's doing a good job. Very so. quietly, they're dominating that mid-table. So, um, who's scoring yeah. their goals? I don't even know. Mm-hmm. They it's are, like it's like Chelsea. It's like just everybody. Yeah, they they don't they can't like they're solid defensively, very solid. It's just like they can't like go out and like win three. It's nil. very they won't they won't three they won't three they will not win three nil. You know that's what I'm trying no. to say because right. they just don't have that end product. The heck is happening to Adama, bro? No assists, no goals this year. He can't he 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 can't shoot. I mean, if you watch him play, he cannot shoot. He can't shoot. Life. I've seen him on so many one on ones. I'm like, oh, here it comes. No. no, I mean. I don't know. He, his, he's, he relies so much on his uh, physical play instead of his technical. That's mm-hmm. the issue. Oil, oil merchant. Yeah, his the nice baby oiled oil. up, you know. <laughs> and I think with Chelsea, and you just look at Liverpool and City, I think you can just clearly see. Like, like let's take City 0-0 with Wolves in the 70th minute. I think you put him in, put in that team for 20 minutes, I think there's a goal or two coming out of the City camp. Yeah. Same thing with Liverpool. I think... There is so much more free flowing, so much more goals coming through. I think that's always been my issue with Chelsea, even in the heydays last uh, semester, I guess last year with the UCL. It was it was always good. We'd always squeak out the win, but it was never free flowing. We'd miss chances. It wasn't convincing. And I always felt like we're vulnerable, and I knew that. And then now it's kind of getting exposed. Now that I think Conte and Chobel are out, that defense is just not the resolute. Uh, defense that we need to be missing chances. Yeah, the players just aren't protecting. They're just not good enough. And even when Chilwell went out, it wasn't that bad because Conte was there to make up for Chilwell because mm-hmm. Conte's ridiculous. Now they're both out, and it's just like... That's horrendous. Who knows? Yeah, I mean, Alonso is one of the worst defensive uh, wingbacks I've ever seen. It's okay, though, right? He scores a free kick every time. No, the, Span- the Spaniard's got to go. <laughs> he has to go, blood. It's time to go! <laughs> but, uh... But yeah, those those four games upcoming. That's really interesting. They're gonna be huge. I'm, I'm excited for this Christmas period for all clubs. It's exciting for the games mm-hmm. coming up. Mm-hmm. Um, so it's interesting. It'll be 
Because again, I mean, if Chelsea beat both City and Liverpool, they're right. They're back on top. I really hope. If we don't get points, really hope United. I was gonna say goal difference well. would put you up top. So I just want United not to do well. I need me to. Dude, United, yeah, please. I pray. Please. But give me. I I. I <sighs> nah, dude, come on, bro. Ralph Ranick is the See, Lord and Savior. Come I think on, Ralph. He, he might get him through this year, but Ralph. I think he he's got one way of playing, and one way only, and he's gonna be like a BL. So once that way is figured out, oh, it's over. Dunzo. Yeah. <laughs> I, I, I just really want like a. A Brighton one nil menu. Like, dude, that Norwich game they did not look convincing at all. No, they won enough. It wasn't it a pen. Yeah, yeah. That was, was after my pen? That was after my United friend uh, told me Chelsea just won off a pen, and I was like, all right, let's see what happens. You with went to Penchester. the worst club in England. I think Norwich is worse than Newcastle. Uh, you went a man for man, no doubt. The worst club in the EPL. And squeaked out a win from a pen, and you played horrible the whole game. And Norwich had chances too. Norwich so, should have scored. Go. Yeah, everybody forgets because C scored a goal. So, whatever, man. We'll see. Hey, man, those fantasy points help. <laughs> Get out of here, fantasy. All right, so um. Wait, can I, can I quickly while we're on Chelsea? I want to shout out Connor Gallagher. I think he has to come back next year. I mean, not the January because it's gonna fuck with his development. Next year, I think he's a must. I think replace... Uh, Who are you playing? Him and Conte? Of course. Him, Conte, Ruben Loftus-Cheek, and Gallagher flip out. Or, dude, I mean, Where's I don't think Mount? I don't think Tuchel... Mount, Mount plays, plays up front in front three. Right. They, they right, like, right forward, yeah. They like, yeah, they have like a right forward, left forward striker. But they, they flip-flop all the time, and then the striker like goes out wide. It's really confusing. Like, I think Chelsea's strongest lineup, like with midfield, you have, like for next season, Conte, Gallagher... Um, Mount and Lukaku up front with Havertz in that other like yeah I rate like Havertz two, I think Havertz is, is but good. I think Timo brings something to the Tuchel side that I don't think many people understand it's, it's the pace it, yeah it's the pace it's when Timo is in that chance we look or in that side we look so much more uh, open no open okay because he drives what, defenders out wide and then he and what'll happen is he also spreads he he spreads the field. <laughs> right. Just, These yeah. past few games, well, even the UCL goal. Well, not wide. I mean, UCL goal, who's wide. making the dummy run that brings open that exactly. that area for the ball? Space. It, yeah, Timo brought that dummy run. So I think if he's back in the side, what happens is we expand more earlier on in the pitch. Now, once we're down at the final third, we're like playing it back and forth on the outsides, trying to cross it in when we don't even have Havertz or Lukaku yeah, exactly. in the box. We have Pulisic in the box. He's like, might as well be four foot ten. <laughs> I mean, there's there's no point, and then there's no creativity because without these number nines, we don't want to thread the needle yeah. through the middle, and so it, it just is so uncreative. And I think it, once COVID goes away, and if we could just squeak out this next game. You know, get these two games going, and then hopefully get a. If you need it's Conte. Six Conte, Conte will be back by City, or by by Liverpool. Sorry, on January second, he will be back. Conte? I think yes. By, uh, what do you mean? Oh, by time, you mean... He he will be back by January second. Oh, okay. He he was fit training uh, the Ooh. other day, and then Chilwell's. I, I don't know I when he's it, coming I back. It was season. No, I think it's season. Yeah, so you might need a replacement left. I mean, that's why I know we do. I mean, we 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 we'd be fighting for fifth place if we keep Alonso in this team. He's he's one of the worst players on that lineup. I mean, every every team is gonna. He's up against Salah against Liverpool. Good luck. That's all I have to say. Bring in Dine. Bring in Tagliafico from Ajax. That's someone who I've heard thrown around. 
he always gets thrown around. Out I don't know if he's leaving. He's just, just... No, they, they. Ajax, I think, wants to make a few moves. Okay. But yeah, Gallagher's got to come back, and he's got to get a place. So, so I mean, he's he's like what around the sixth spot for goals and assists, and he's on Crystal Palace. And the, the, everybody else is a, a uh, City, Liverpool, yeah. uh, no, United well. player. Yeah, yes. Quality player. All right. Moving on. Peace. Final segment. Yeah, yeah this will be fun. All right. All right, All right guys. Uh, final section. Um, we, we all, all three of us made an 11. Um, prediction. You know how in the Ballon d'Or or whatever, there's always like a world 11. Like who deserves to be in the best 11? for the entire year which there's an argument after you know the fraudulency of this year uh the ballon d'or there's an argument to be made that instead of just giving out a single award because it's not necessarily fair you're always giving it to a forward Mm -hmm. like sometimes a goalkeeper or defender deserves it and how are they supposed to back it up they don't have goals and assists obviously but they're just as if not more important in teams so there's been an argument to just make a world 11 and if you get into it you get like an award similar to a ballon d'or which I kind of like the idea of. So, this is our uh, predictions for the next five years. Yeah. So, five years in time. What's that going to be? 2026. 2026. 20, well, 26? I guess, yeah, we're right on the cusp wow. of probably 27. I am old. <laughs> um, 2027. That's scary. So, um, I say we just go position by position. Yeah. Discuss. Well, I, I did mine forwards, midfield, defenders, but I can yeah, put them in positions. Let's, let's just go. I say we start with goalkeeper off. Yeah. Off with of goalkeeper. Um, who'd like to go first? Kyle, you want to I don't like mine. I have you're, to, you're the goalkeeper, so I, I, I want to start with you. Yeah, that's a good point. Good I feel point. like I should know more young and upcoming goalkeepers, but there's not a lot. No, there's not sense. a lot. Like a lot of the keepers that are playing right now in the top teams, they're all just old. 30-year-olds. Mm-hmm. Like, no no real goalkeepers are breaking through at the moment, except Donnarumma, which is yeah. what I put. I, just... uh, the only other one I could put out there is uh, Leeds United, I think, Melier. Okay. Uh, He'll yeah. be very good. I like him. But, like, I, I, I also have Donnarumma. You're not putting Melier over Donnarumma. No. Well, Melier, he's had some... I mean, I know he's really young. He's had some shaky moments, and he's on a Leeds team. Which he's is, solid, it, he's, he's under a lot of pressure on yeah, that Leeds, Leeds team. That that team concedes a lot of, a lot of shots. shots. Yeah. So I, I I agree that he, he could be he could be an honorable man. I think he's the French number one after Loris is gone. He should be. There's no one else. I agree. I mean, there's Maignan who's starting uh, oh, yeah. for Milan, yeah. but I, I think he's has think a higher Mar- arc than him. I think Maignan gets it before Melier, but I think Melier keeps it for longer. Yeah, Melier is like only 18, right? He's like 20 or something. Yeah. Yeah, he's very young. So I mean, I think Donnarumma is the only choice. To be honest, like it's yeah. if you choose anybody else, you're wrong. Yeah, unfortunately, I, I put down a rumor. It's it's just his age and how what he's accomplished already, yeah. and for how good he is. Um, well, he, goalkeepers only get better with age. It, exactly. I mean, most, like you said, most of these goalkeepers are thirty. What what Donna yeah. was twenty five, so five years from now he's gonna be should we be in jo- his prime. We joke. We joke about like regens. Oh, and uh, he is Bofan Regen. Yeah. No doubt. That's what he is. I think he's going to play well into well, his yeah, so apprentice, in late, late 30s. Yeah, he apprenticed under Buffon yeah. in that Italian team. So, so he's got he's got great guys who have taught him. So, so yeah. I wish there was more goalkeepers to discuss, but like it's kind of... I have one of on my honorable mentions, actually. Okay. We'll, we'll, oh, uh, interesting. We'll get to it. Okay. Stefan? I did... Um, <laughs> no. No. I, no. You know, the... You know, 
I did. A part of me didn't want to put Ramsdale down, but um, that's just you're, you're delusional. I, listen, I thought about it, and because he's I, had a good six weeks. Okay, listen, listen, listen. Five years to, from now, we need to separate on. class from form. Okay, okay, okay. Yeah, yeah, okay, okay. But like, you have to understand. Like, I I went back on my opinion. You know, there was a part of me that was just like, you know, maybe. I'm sorry, Maybe, if I see any just, Arsenal player on this list, from you, I'm probably going to disagree. I, I just, just like, don't. You can't have an Arsenal player in this list. You just, can't. Let's just sneak there's too many. There. Oh, we're talking World Eleven. There's here. too many good. In five years. No, yeah, there's but too we're many. talking the World okay, okay. Eleven. You know, I was, you I know, mean, I'm, I'm partly joking, okay? I didn't put him in, so it doesn't matter. Okay, Thank the Lord. let's go center backs. Uh, you want to do center backs and full backs? Yeah. yeah. Okay, partnership or one? Just both. I'll go first then. Um... I have Diaz and Delict. Yeah, me too. Both? You I, have the same? I have both. Yeah. I honestly I put Delict though a bit late. I realized really? while we were doing it that it was I didn't have a second center. I back. thought I, I thought I would be the only one with Delict. I, I no, almost no, didn't put him in. He's so but big and so I think quick. he's gonna get a move and he's gonna be amazing. I Dude, have yeah. the exact same prediction. I think Juve was not the right move. I think he's gonna go somewhere else. Is that, uh, Italian football is uh, just cough, not cough, in. Cough, 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 Bayern. Either Bayern or like a Liverpool. I think he should link up with De Jong. Uh, maybe not at wherever Barca. Wherever he goes. Yeah, he maybe goes. not where at Barca, but... They had a good link. Yeah. If, if Bayern would pick up De Jong and De Ligt, There's no Jesus. way he gets... There's no way they get De Jong. I think, I think they need a new center back because Sule's going to go. I think De Ligt with Upe Mancano... With they would have to, they would, right back they would have to sell, they would have to sell a one or two players to the so and... Yeah, to, to free the wage bill up, but I, I think, think he needs to get his move, and I think then he will become really good. I don't think you is the right fit for him. I think Diaz is on, on untouchable. I mean, at least yeah. right now, within these past two years, there's no one. He's else. just gonna. I think he's just gonna sit at City. Why would he go anywhere else? Um, nah, I mean, everybody wants to move at some point. He could be like a company next. He, I, I could see yeah. him going to a Real. That's true. He could. I hope see, see, that's the thing is you always I think like, I think that'd be good for the him. next step up from the clubs that we're talking about. Juve, City. It's always supposed to be. Real and Barca and nowadays you're like, but would they want to go there? Okay, but right. Like, I think I think City. I think the Prem is a perfect fit for him. And I think Prem's, about his, for his abilities. Yeah, he can pass the ball. You know, he can. He's stronger than everybody pretty much. The only it's quicker I, than La Liga. I, I could see him going to Real though. Like you say, is it really a step up? And I think it's not a step up, but it just might be like a step sideways. It's not like it's just a different move to get fresh air. But if, we're, still, if we're if we get a Champions League soon, we're dominant in the Prem. Why he's getting paid well? He's having fun. Who maybe we're still under Pep in two or three years? What are you doing I think leaving? Pep's gone. Okay, in but twenty twenty four. Real. Yeah. I, I yeah. think we're underestimating their team right now, and I think we're underestimating how good they're going to be in the Champions League. I think Real is. They are still a top team. I think are. they're. Uh, I, I, they're a top team, but let's not compare. As let's compare to who's really the top teams, and that's City, City Liverpool, and Bayern, Bayern and Real is just not that. Real, Real close, is maybe on Chelsea's close. level, maybe a bit below, but okay. I but think, you, if you I have, here's what I think. I think um, Madrid is wearing a uh, a disguise. You know the little glasses and the mustache. I think yeah. that's what they're wearing right now. Because listen, when they get Mbappe, they're they're scraping for money from Mbappe. They can barely get him. When they get him, they're not going to make a lot of big moves for a little while. They're getting Mbappe because Mbappe wants to be at Real. They're getting him that, on a free. They're, they're getting him because he wants to be at Real. His contract ends in the summer. He's going on the free. They only have to pay his wages. Yeah. So there's Here's PSG. I don't know. If that happens, then yeah. Mbappe won't sign. No, to, no to he's give not PSG signing. The option. It's, yeah. it's I, I'm like 100 on board that it's happening. So Real will have money, and I like what they're doing with the young players. 
Um, I genuinely think like it's still a solid option for what they have going right now. Like you look at their team, Alaba, v- uh, Vinicius, uh, Militao. They have not been conceding goals. Um, they've been solid. Mendy, they they have a problematic right back position, but like their keeper is really good. Their, their midfield is going to be a problem when they get older. But they're playing right what now. What do you mean when they get older? They're already older. Yeah, they are. Three. 30-year-old, 35-year-olds. Well, that's why they brought Camavinga in to kind of Yeah, like but that's one learn guy. To learn. I mean, yeah. Val- and they more. have Valverde. Yeah, Valverde is good. He's all right. And I mean, I'm probably not a real world-class level center mid, but he's none good. Of them, the, both of those guys aren't creative. I, 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 Vingas, Cam- I would say Camavinga okay. is more. He, he's not bad. That, that's why they bring not Pogba. A, not a if, they, if they would bring no, Pogba in, no. Pogba, would, uh, Pogba would be like Juve Pogba. Yeah. Hopefully. And then Mbappe in that team. And maybe they transfer in like a Vlahovic. Oh my goodness. Uh, see, see, no, no, no. And Mbappe is the striker. They, they need, need a right wing. Bergwies. Bring in Bergwies. Bergwies. Oh, yes. <laughs> I'm, pr- I'm going to pretend you His, didn't say that. No. <laughs> okay. That left, um, foot, that left foot is nice. So. And Arsenal's not going to get him. Okay. Let's go I, I like that we agreed. Uh, so far, we're very similar. We've um, had everything the same. <laughs> <laughs> this is. I don't. Uh, I'm curious about the left back. I think. I think the most difference will be our midfield. Yeah, yeah, midfield is going to be the most. I mean, my different. top, I feel like, is a bit uh, out there, but I, I truly believe that it could be. Uh, do you want to do left back first or right back first? Left. You want to do left? Yeah, first? go ahead and do left. I'll take right back. Um, <laughs> I'll do left back. I got Davies, Alfonso. Um, Interesting. I look. I I I love Canseo. The way he plays, the player he is. I like. It. He's one. I'm not gonna lie. He's becoming one of my favorite players currently. Um. Just like I just love the way he plays. Like I, just um, yeah, that's basically it. But he's gonna be thirty three. I don't think he's gonna be able to keep that up till thirty three. Is what I'm saying. So five years time exactly when this team is built. Um, I just don't see it happening for him at thirty three. Yeah. Davies, I think he's gonna be peak physical condition. Um, he's young right now. He's like physically, if you're healthy, and when she's at Bayern, we see what happens to players when they go to Bayern, like Goretzka. Physically, you're insane. Oh, that's um, already started happening to him. Oh, uh, he's jacked already, but... Uh, he, th- just he, for reference, Davies would be 26 in this team. And, oh. and that pace would not deter much between 21 he, and 26. I, th- I only see him getting slightly faster or slightly slower. Um, so, and he's only going to get better technically. Unless yeah. he gets ruined by injuries. Um, but he doesn't going seem to have a problem. to be insane injuries. at that left-back position. Whoever's playing right wing... Or right back on the team they're playing, um, you might as well take the week off, okay? Because it's pointless to play. You will not have a good, basically, day at the office. So I think there's nobody else that can challenge him for that position. I think, yeah, Davies doesn't have injuries issues. He's only getting better at Bayern. I, mean, I, I think it's more or less uh, he's going to have to prove himself out, outside of the Bayern team. Mm-hmm. And that could pose an issue because Bayern do play a specific way. With the specific players that they have, I mean, every team does that. But Byron the thing with Byron is they have really good cover mm-hmm. when he flies up the left side. Yeah, they yeah. have very good cover. I mean, that, this year it's been a little bit shaky, but for the most part, their midfield is really good at cycling over and filling in for the spot. I mean, even his recovery is insane. Oh, of course, like, he can it, get back. That's not a problem. But I'm saying when he's well, like all the way in the corner, if they get a contact, like if he has that's to. What but like can... the funny thing is, is when he's out of position, he gets back in position almost always yeah. because he's so fast. And it's I just don't see that going away. So plus his intelligence will increase. So maybe he knows how far to go up, when to go up at a better and time. And that's what I'm saying. Like the way he plays now, 
he's going to improve physically. As long, obviously, all these players, as long as you don't get injured and have consistent right. injuries mm-hmm. and keep the same trajectory, he's only going to get better technically with crossing the ball, passing, like you said, IQ. So I just don't see anybody else um, taking that position. So you also have Davies? I do. What yeah. about you? I didn't have Davies for the sole fact that I predict that Davies is going to shift to a left mid left wing role in the future. Because that's what he used to play. In, I think he's going to go back to it down the line. I think he's going to be left back for now. I can really see him getting up there and being a guy. He's who's, very attacking minded. I mean, I, I was going to say I think it's perfect position, three back formation, five yeah. across the middle. Yeah, yeah. I think him at left wing back, left mid. Left mid. Yeah. Oh my goodness! I think that'd be yeah, perfect, perfect for him. For him. Yeah. He can, he yeah, can, he can attack shot. very well. He's a very strong dribbler. You know who would love him is Thomas Tuchel. Thomas, <laughs> he's <laughs> not going to leave Bayern. <laughs> no, no. Why would he, you? No, there's no. No, reason. I'm just so joking. But I, but I think he'll be a left mid, left wing. And I think the best left back in the world in five years is going to be Nuno Mendes. Nuno Mendes. Oh, I saw that. I think he's going to... I don't think PSG's for him. Mm-hmm. No, definitely see, I can see him coming to City, you know, someone... I, I think it'd be hard for him to prove himself as the best left back in the world only playing in PSG's yeah, rotation. I mean, it's just you're no. not getting the challenge it's, in the league. It's tough for me to say anything about him because I've only seen him play once, and that was against PSG City. And I, in my opinion, he struggled. He wasn't great. No, he, it's just because of the system. Not, he's not made for a PSG. But he's young. And he's um, very young. So I think, I think when he gets his mo- when he gets a move either this year or next year, I think he's going to have a breakout few seasons, and I think it's going to be really good. Okay. Good I, th- I think that's like an outside shout. Yeah, yeah uh, exactly. It's kind of like the, the Davies was a safe option. The, 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 I'm trying to be different shot. <laughs> yeah, we would have. Yeah. So, okay, but right. I haven't seen too much of him. Let's I know he was really good in the Portuguese league, but... Right back. I think there's only two that you could choose for this position. Yeah, the English uh, it's, it's Are you choosing Reese James or are you choosing Trent? Um, See, so I'm, I'm going to take this. I, I put Reese James outside of my biased opinion. Um, I think Trent has almost hit his peak. Yes, I agree. In a way, like, I think Trent from two years ago is b- better than Trent from this year. Really? I, I think it maybe not overall, but as far as the what people value from Trent, which is the attack, uh, I think he was better. And playing, I mean, probably playing in a, with a better system in yeah. a way. Um, but I, I think Reese, he's got more time to develop. He's not been in this spotlight for many years, yeah. and you, you, when you're in the spotlight, you got to grow and grow and grow and grow. I, I think you can see Trent kind of coming up, 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 and now it's going to kind of maybe flatten out a bit. Yes, I agree. Versus Reese, I think he's got unlimited potential at this rate, and I think there's a good system at Chelsea to develop him. And even if he goes, I mean, there's always the chance that he leaves. Um, but again, he's he's very similar to Trent, so it is hard to call. I mean, it's all about the crosses, and I think he's more defensively resolute than Trent. He is. Mm-hmm. And he, he maybe doesn't get the exact same attack, but I think you want, in the right-back position, even if he is attacking, you still want to... Like, I hate Alonso because no matter how good he is at attacking, I'll always hate that he can't defend. Yeah, it it just leaves too much open when you're a defender and you can't defend. So I think that's the the plus side to Reese James over Trent. I have Reese. Same reasons? I... I love his physicality, and I love that it. I I I had a, I had a tough time picking between these two because I don't necessarily like either one. But if I had to pick one, I'm picking James. Um, I I think he's very capable in the attacking third. I I don't I I know he doesn't whip a ball like Trent. Sure, I'll give you that. 
But if you're gonna if you're if you have a guy running down the left and you need to catch up with him with one guy, I'm picking Reese James. And I'm picking if you have a strong left winger or if you have a strong forward that you need to match up, I'm putting Reese James on him. I I would feel so hesitant to put Trent on any sort of a challenge. Like if Liverpool let's say they get PSG in the next round, I would be scared shitless putting him against Neymar or Mbappe. Like I just I would I would do, I would be like scared if I was a Liverpool fan because he's not the best marking, he's kind of weak, he's not the best tackler, and it's just like a liability at that point. I mean, obviously, I think this kid's overstated a little bit. He's not he's not um, he's not awful, but I think he just has it's just like it's just hesitant, like it's just shaky. I don't know. It's not it's not it's not resolute. Well, I think I like what's Reece. evident is that Reese has been put into a center back role. Yeah. You'd never see Trent in a center back no. role ever. He's not a center back. He he would just be too defensively frail. I mean, I've honestly I've been watching Liverpool games where Trent makes a mistake in the back and a goal gets conceded from it. Yeah, I've seen that too. But uh, and like and I'll it, see him get caught running back. If the ball's in the air, who do you back to win a header? Reece James. He's just so much bigger. Yeah. So for me, I put Trent, and here it's is a wrong choice. My no, no way. Argument for it. Um, Trent is currently 23 years old, uh, five years time, 28. Okay. Plenty of peak, time to learn how peak, to defend. Peak, peak. Right. <laughs> Plenty of time for him to learn how to get better defensively. Yes, I will agree. Reese James is much better defensively. But for me, Trent, with the current trajectory he has, I think he will keep the same numbers or similar numbers from season on to season. And for me, Trent has like revolutionized the position of right back and left back. He is the one who started it, and I think he has revolutionized it. It's going to be a bold claim, but I think he can be compared to someone like Stephen Curry in the NBA. I was NBA. just going to say that. Um, Stephen Curry has changed the game of basketball. I think we can all agree on that. I think everybody could agree on that. Like, from like the three-pointer has completely changed. He has changed how the game is played. Like he ruined basketball. I'm just going to put that out here. I, literally, everybody just runs up the court, shoots a three. The big guys wait for a rebound. Oh, we got it. Boom. Shoot. I, I oh, other team got it. Everybody run back and just stand for the rebound. That's a good argument, but... He, no, I mean, we're not here to talk about basketball. I know, but, that's but what you can... You, he changed it, though. Oh, of course. So, I think Trent has changed that position. Trent could be compared to uh, players like David Beckham with his delivery... Obviously, I'm not saying it's as good. Or players like Stevie G, okay? His delivery is insane. The technique he has on his crosses, what he adds to the attacking half. Yes, Reese James can add to the attacking half, and he does with goals and assists. I mean, I think Reese puts in quality balls. He does. I mean, it's not above it, yes. like this world-class ball, but it's quality. It's- it, is, it is quality from what I've seen of him play. Right. But what I'm trying to say about Trent is... He adds so much to the attacking half. Like you see this past weekend. Scores a long shot. Beautiful shot. Great shot. You know, Canseo's is also backing it up also, which was super nice. But that's what I'm saying. He's revolutionizing this fullback position to get forward and score. Um, I, I even remember this past weekend. Gary Neville uh, was saying in his like podcast or whatever that he used to say like five years ago, let the fullback have the ball. Now, do not let the fullback have the ball. Mm-hmm. Are you gonna let Reese James or Trent uh, put on a free cross no way. in? No way. Are you kidding? That's, even a, that's a goal fifty percent. You wouldn't. Of the time you wouldn't let delivery. them shoot. You wouldn't let them. You wouldn't shoot let either. them shoot. Don't let them get on the ball. No. So that's what I'm saying. 
I think he keeps his numbers up, and I think he only gets the reason I have him here instead of Reese James. I I think I'm not saying Reese James' delivery and scoring is bad, but I think Trent is better than Reese James at at that. Mm-hmm. But he's not good as defensively. But I see him over the years learning to become a better defender. I don't think he will be as good as a defender, but the balance will be there is what I'm trying to say. What I think, and I think what, he will keep these numbers up of the assists. What I think backs your argument well is I think in general, I think it's easier to learn how to defend as defend better. Because he's already a defender. He already 100%. knows how to. I think it's easier to learn how to get to the next level defending than to get to the next level of attacking and swinging balls. 100%. I think, I think it's nearly impossible to get to Trent's level of delivery. I think he's top of the world, probably. It, it's insane. You watch him consistently like, put dime yeah. after dime after dime yeah, in the box. It's, it's, it's consistent. You can't really compare it to anyone in the world right now. He's just he's just the only one who can really do that. But I think what what is strength in your argument? Yeah, it's it's easier to get top class defending from where you're at now mm-hmm. than to get to top class attacking. So yeah. Okay. Um. Midfield. Do we want to go one at a time, or or, or just many, call out three? Do you have? I have three. I have one CDM and then two box to box. Okay, so we all have three. Uh, yeah. Yeah. So let's just say our three. Right. Um, uh, mine are gonna be a little interesting, I guess. I have oh Pedri. Okay. Bellingham, Jude, and my third one, which I think is a surprise, but I'm going to stick to this because I truly believe, uh, Verts. From Leverkusen, I think he's been putting up amazing numbers this year yeah. for his age. I think in the next two, three years, every, he's very quietly just doing his thing. Two, three years, he will be very big. He'll be very good. Probably move. I think to, the German uh, him and Musiala. I think they're going to be sneaky, really good in the next few years because German guys, when the, the German youngsters. They always seem to pan out. You don't really see a lot of German youngsters like fail and like just kind of piss away. But I think they're gonna be they're gonna be good. But I don't have them in mind. Okay. I, I would say the only thing to Verts is take Havertz for an example. Mm-hmm. Is people thought Havertz is gonna be yeah. similar to that. I mean, completely world class, and it's just like I th- I think the Bundesliga to the Prem is a big step up for a goal scorer. Yeah. I think that's evident. I mean, I mean Chelsea obviously has some issues with their Germans, but I think it's evident in general. <laughs> I mean, I, I can't think of a Bundesliga player who's really. I mean, no, KDB. He's come. Sorry, KDB. He's come in. Right. He scored he some good goals at, and assists. He was only at the Bundesliga for like two, three years. Yeah, exactly. I think these German raised Bundesliga raised uh, footballers. I think they. I think it's a big step up to come to the Prem, no matter what league you come from. Yeah. And so, so there's always that issue. But I, I agree on uh, Pedri. I had Pedri too. Pedri. Is I think Pedri looks after that Euros. He looked world class. He's just gonna keep developing, I think. Especially, I mean, Barca uh, Academy you've, you've too. Got it's, it's just like you've got Chavi teaching yeah. you. He's going to be very good. Yeah, um, and Iniesta is gonna join that crew soon. And, and Bellingham, I think, for me, um, I guess the Verts is a little bit of an outside shout. I think he's a sneaky kind of um, yeah. choice right there. But I think Bellingham is a baller. I have him. He's, I had him in, and then I switched him out with someone, someone at the last minute. But I have him on my honorable mentions. Okay. Um, I think Bellingham. He's so young still. Yeah. And he's. A crucial in that Dortmund, so he's crucial now. Crucial and just the piece. history of Dortmund producing players, I mm-hmm. think, just helps so much. I mean, you obviously learn some good stuff of when course. you're at that academy. Just the development is so good, right. So, what is your three then? So I got a uh, Pedri, uh, Musiala, 
Okay. It's a big if because he's obviously not gotten his chance he fully just, yet. No, no starting time. Right. And then uh, pretty interesting, Kimmich. Yeah. Wow. Because yeah. I, I think Kimmich could be the yeah. Conte, but better. He's going to be the best. Yeah, I think he's going to be one of the yeah one of the craziest CDMs ever. I feel like a fool now. Me too. Yeah. I feel like a no, fool. He's going to be top of the I, I thought of, I forget, isn't he 23? Or what's his age? Uh, 24, 24 he, maybe. He and Gretzka, I think, are 26. No, Kimmich can't be 26. I think he's younger than that, no? No, he is 26. 26? 31, I mean, that's going to be prime. I mean, yeah, Conte's 31 right now. And wow. easily top three midfielder of the Prem. Wow, yeah. wow, wow. That's, when he's that's, playing. That's crazy. Um, I feel like a fool. I thought about putting De Jong in there for me. Yeah, um, he's a good shot. Well. I should have. <laughs> I think Musiala is probably my biggest controversy, just because there's, I mean, there's just so much hype around him. There is, but you watch him play; he's very good. You can see yeah, you can see it. It's just he hasn't got his chance, so it's a pretty big risk. The only other person, so I had Bellingham in for Musiala, and then I switched it at the last moment, and then I also threw around Carmavinga, but again, another one. He just he looked really good in League One. It's going to be a big step up to Real, mm, yeah. especially with the we Real team. We need to see team. more. We need to see more. Yeah, but he's he does he's going to have Cruz, Modric, and Casemiro to learn from. I mean, that's right there. You get the best passer for like five years. Cruz was the best passer, and playmaker with Modric, yeah. and Modric then playmaker, and then defense. CDM. So it's yeah. like he could just become the most Complete. all around. Yeah, I like what Real Madrid did with him. He's he's who's this? He, uh, Camavinga. Uh, Camavinga. Yeah. I like what they did with him. He's there for this year. To kind of this year and maybe next year too mm-hmm. to just absorb. It's, it's all learning. It's, it's all learning. It's all learning and absorbing that and playing with those really and good players. Being and on a league winning team. Of, it's not like course. he's learning and they're not winning the league. You know, he's playing for a good team that's still competing Champions League. Yep. Competing in the he's going to get great experience from so. that that move. And Musiala, same thing. Being on Bayern. Oh yeah. I mean, you learn from Gretzka, Muller, get a sense of humor. Uh, Kimmich, even you can learn from. Um, <laughs> Wow, I can't believe I missed out on Kimmich, man. Yeah, I, I was debating Goretzka instead of Kimmich, but I was like, no, the Kimmich's just going to be ridiculous. Silly, silly, silly me. And I value that CDM role pretty heavily. Mm-hmm. Interesting. <clears throat> what do you have? I'm ready to hear. Phil Foden. I did put him in an honorable mention. Can, we, can we hear the three? Yeah, my best three in the next five years is Phil Foden, Rodri, and Graven Birch. <laughs> Rodri. Rodri's going to be the best CDM in the world behind Kimmich in the next five years. He's going to be so good. He's already top uh, of the world right now. I've had my concerns for Rodri for a yeah, while. Yeah, maybe a year ago, but now he's ridiculous. I His average match rating is like 8.4. Yeah, but you're the, also the best team in the Prem. Because of him. No. Yeah. Are you, no. He, I, I would say he's, he's top five of our players. I think you're players. the best team in the Prem because of people like Cancelo yeah, he's pushing up the pitch. I think... He's in our top five best players right now. But are you talking not on form? Be. Just right now, they're our best players. It's on form. So then it's on form. Okay, so form. right now. Okay. Sure. I, like, I just, I like Rodri. I just don't see him being that guy. Like world, like, like top it, three. I'm not saying that he's starting for Spain. I'm not saying he's, he's starting for the best player, best team in yeah. the world. I have concerns for Spain too, though, because I think they're just I think they're gonna, getting better. They're gonna live in the shadow of. The old Spain. Every yeah, same with Brazil, but that's not stopping them from having success. Nah, but Brazil's Brazil, man, come on. You're playing in South America. You got got to beat Messi, and then you're fine. Okay, here we go back on this. You know what? Actually, slightly off topic. Um, UEFA and Conmebol, they're combining the UEFA Nations League, 
And they're oh. combining uh, South America. South America is going to play European teams. So we're finally going to find out the mm-hmm. age-old argument. Brazil which versus, is better. Yeah. So we're going mean, to finally see how like it plays out. Because they're combining the competition. Great. So I mean, but te- teams see. like what? Chile, even though they're somewhat good. Or even Uruguay. Are they really going to put up much of a fight to... Uh, you, Belgium, Belgium, France, yeah. England, Italy, Spain. I mean, they do. The Netherlands. Netherlands. They do yeah, but again, that's like a one-time game. This Nations League, we're playing each other what, we'll every see. two we'll years. See. I mean, it'll be it'll be cool. Going going Is back the US to what you were playing. I'm sorry. Just... No, that's yeah. Uh, it's Concacaf. It's Concacaf. They're not. They weren't invited. Dude, Conca-Caf. They weren't invited. They weren't invited. Yeah, because what? You want Canada, Mexico, and US to join your squad? It'll just be the World Cup. Yeah, at that No, that's a good point actually. So, but it's a league th- version. They just but, want yeah, to do that to point. combine competition. Good point. But, um, like I said, I'm okay with Foden, I guess. It's just like, for me, with Foden, the thing is, is like, I just don't see him. I see him consistently putting up like ten seven to ten goals and like seven to ten, like a 10 10 season, you know? Like 10 20 goal uh, contributions a season kind of player. I don't maybe know. Now. I, I, maybe he'll have one season. But but are you seeing him? I just you're I just, seeing him like a Lampard. Then he's gonna be the focal be more. point. I just but, that, but, but here's what I'm trying to say. I just don't see him becoming like that crazy. Where then, he can have one season where he's gonna be crazy. But I just don't see him consistently having that crazy. If he's crazy in the, here's, here's what I'll say. Okay. I think he's gonna be a, a little bit of a David Silva player. He's not gonna have 20 goals, 20 assists. That's mm-hmm. not his job. That's not his role. But he's gonna facilitate play. He's gonna set up a lot of chances. He's gonna run at people. He's gonna he's gonna go at people and dribble past them. He's gonna set up chances for. Holland. But um, so uh, is he playing uh, a yes, center yes. forward role or is he playing in the midfield? Cam left wing, both, depending on who we get in the next few years. See, I just don't. I don't think he can make that impact from left wing. Like the he way, is, he, but you can't play through someone on the left wing unless it's uh, Ronaldo. The, the, they do it when they were. Do we do? We're doing it right now with I mean, Foden. Yeah, Silva. Silva was like when, when he was younger. Silva he was playing on the wing, he and when he's older, he'll play Cam. He'll and f- when he was older, it was when the more successful years were. He had plenty Ar- of success. Arguably on the wing, he was very good too. He was. Oh, no doubt he was good. I think but, it was more successful think, down the middle too, though. But I think we're talking about Foden as the best midfielder in the world. We need to classify that he's going to be in the midfield. That's what I mean. That's, just yeah, that's like, what I'm saying. At this I, point, I, I just don't see him becoming like that crazy. Like I think he's going to be a very good player. He's going to be like in the argument always to be in this World eleven. I just don't know if he's going to be like hitting it every year. You know what I'm trying to say? Like similar to how... You, I guess you can compare it to like an Iniesta Chavi situation where when they were playing and they were like for that five, six year period, they were always in this team. Like at least one of them was always in this team. Like you could not leave him out. I don't see him hitting that point. I could see him sometimes getting in there. Type of is that, is that that's what I'm trying to say. Kind of like Devs. So, um, I, I think Foden's a shout, but it's it's a reach in the sense that there's a lot of stuff that needs to be developed through him. I think. He needs to get bigger. I mean, he's quick, but he needs to get. He's gonna get bodied pretty soon if he's gonna be playing this like upfront role. He's not. He's not quick enough to go by Reese James. That, that is. That is uh, true. He's, he's, he's not. He's very. He's not. He's he, he he's he's very quick on the first two two or three steps, but like he's very skillful. I, I've watched he's skillful. him. I've watched him get caught. Well, that's what. That's exactly what I mean. It's like that's why yeah. I don't see him getting to that point. Um, I mean, he's got time to develop. So any. I mean. I think do some squats and then he gets faster. I was gonna say, 
we can now move on to the fun bit. Forwards. Fun, 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 <laughs> yeah, fun, 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 this would be interesting. Okay, so um, I think we are. I think we can I probably think agree have, on one person. I think we can agree on two people, or we should be agreeing on two people. 100%. Yeah. I definitely do not agree on two people. Hundred um, percent. Wow. Okay. I, here's what I'm gonna say. I think one person who has to be agreed on is Holland. Oh yeah. No, mm-hmm. he's in there. Do we all agree? Yeah. Okay. Uh, I. Just, he's a beast. Oh, yeah. I think he's gonna be the best. Physicality, speed, finishing, shot power, anything. Finishing, he's just gonna yeah, add technique I, I, to his yeah, game. I don't know what what else he, you need. He, like he's gonna be so good. He's he's the definition of a number nine. Um. So I, the second player I was talking about was Mbappe. For you, is he not in your team? No, he's wow. on my honorable mention. He's Senior. not on my team. Really? Yeah. Do you guys I don't, think he's gonna fall off a little? No, bit? he's, he's just not. He's, he's not just... top three world. Top three forward. He's not. Right now, he's not. He's not going to be. <laughs> I don't know. He'll be I good. I don't know how you can go to a better team. I, I don't know how he can not. If he's not one right now, I don't know how you can go like, anywhere. So do you and think he's just that. gonna be like a twenty goal, five assist type of guy every season? I don't know, he'll maybe be great. Like, he'll be ninety rated on FIFA. Yeah, he'll like be Benzema maybe. That's. I mean, he's obviously a different player, but that, he just won't that be that rating. guy. He yeah. won't be the best. I mean, the the only benefit he has is he's got all this popularity early on to where he's got so I'm much saying, popularity. Uh, that's what my I mean, almost, it, it plays into it. That's it, what my main argument is. My main argument is he's has such high expectations right now. His ceiling is is right up over his head. He has all this uh, hype, and um, well, what are you gonna do with it? You know. I think he already thinks he's so good. Agreed. And I think I think Neymar I think did his, not help his ego. His ego no. is gonna get the best of him. I can see that. I, I'm not going to He's going to be like Neymar. I have him in my team, but I could 100% see that happening. His ego is just not going to allow him to basically be vulnerable and tell himself that he's not good enough and needs to be better. Which, which, which I think Holland does have. He will, he has that. He's like, well, Holland just I wants, will work. If he doesn't score, he's fucking pissed. You, and you anybody with that mentality. See. Yeah, you know, he'll go to the interview. He, like They could win three zip. If he doesn't score, he's pissed. He's like, the way I can almost, Holland reminds me of uh, Ronaldo. Like yeah. you look at like young Ronaldo, and he would be like crying at some games and stuff. Like you can see sometimes in certain players, like it hurts them so bad. Like they hate losing, and it's just that drive to win is what it's makes him so good. Yeah. So I see Holland for sure. Um, who, who is your third guy? You my third guy. Said, yeah. Um, Vinny Junior. Yeah. I think. I have him in. I, I have him in. Too. I, this season is a breakout season. Yeah. Um, we could see the potential of two three years ago. But now he's added that end product, and I think it's only going to get better now. Yeah. Yep. Uh, with players like Benzema teaching him, mm-hmm. um, because and supporting his him. dribbling and speed is unrivaled. Mm-hmm. Actually, unrivaled. Um, his speed and dribbling and skill, it's insane. I watch him; it's just like who's going to defend him. Um, yeah. I really hope Real Madrid come up against Bayern. I want to see Vinny Junior. Uh, verse. Oh no! Dude, yeah, this plays on the left. Oh, that's so sad. They might put him there to match up. Yeah, I was gonna say you're not putting Pavard on Vinny, dude. Pavard's <laughs> gonna get railed. I was gonna say, uh, go down. I was gonna also bring that up earlier with Alonso and Chelsea. Every team is just gonna be like, uh, guys, uh, we're attacking on Alonso's side. Like that's what you do. Yeah, well, it's, I it's, mean, dude. So Pavard, same, same thing. Pavard's Pavard. terrible. I mean, he's he's so far clearly the worst player he's, on Bayern. He, he scored an insane volley in a World Cup. Uh, and got his move. And then, and he got his move, and he just hasn't been the same since. So, But I, I like Vinny. I have him. I thought 
Maybe that was going to be a bit of a shock, but I guess not. I think we all agree on that. So who's your third if you don't have Mbappe? And you also don't have Mbappe. So we agreed on Vinny and Holland, but who's your guys' third? Uh, I, I don't want... Mason Greenwood. No. <laughs> My goodness. I think he is the best finisher below he's, below 25. He's got a shot in the half. Who, who, okay, who he has a put? shot. In his finishing is. Very I'm sorry. Easy. If you don't think he's a good finisher, you're he's a blind. great finisher. Uh, okay, I'll, I'll give him. He's, he's I'll give him. In, he's come in for like ten minutes for United and put it in. I'll back give him. In the net. I'll like, give him the best you, you can see the way he hits the ball. It's like Ronaldo West. It's green. You know, it's green, green, green every time. Yeah. Okay. He has. He has a good shot. I just don't think he'll be top three. I think his okay. other attributes let him. I mean, I think he's getting mentored by Ronaldo right now. I think that's a big. That'd be insane. I mean. So, so what? So what do you have? Yeah. Oh my god, this is going to be worse than Greenwood. Just take a guess. I don't want to take a guess. I'm scared. I don't know who you can say. I, I don't know who else. I have nobody in mind. Ferran Torres. Ooh. I think he's going to be really... I think he's going to be Does he even so have a good. starting spot yes, at City? he's injured. Yeah, he, he played okay. four games, and I think he had two goals, two assists. He's amazing yeah. when he plays. Four, four, he four just goals. has the instinct. He has the killer instinct. Like, he's not... A flashy guy. He's just like he's kind of like Holland. His, I think his goal scoring record for Spain. I don't know if you can look it up right now, but I think he's like very good. Like it's almost like it's almost like a, a goal contribution uh, every other game, or, or very or more than that. He he's he's scoring a lot of goals for them. Dude, he I, I, honestly I could see that happening. I, the thing it's is, it's an outside shout. I can see the, it the main though. reason why I have him here is because I think Spain has a lot of young talent. And I think Spain's going to be really good in the coming years. He's in, he's going to be the focal point at the, at the center. Think I think they're going to fall short though. They're fall falling short. short now, but I think they're going to no, come. I think they're going to continue to fall. I think Spain's got an issue. I, I, I don't I, think I just so. don't. I just their midfield and attack is going to be all right. I, I just their defense is. Just I mean, that's horrible. a that's a good point. They're going to put Juan Bernat at left back. <laughs> I mean, who who are they going to play? Who who who? Uh, Laporte. No, no, Laporte. no, no, no. What's Laporte? his name? Laporte. Oh, uh, the city, the guy who plays for Barcelona. Eric Garcia. Yeah, Eric Garcia. Oh, guys, get out of here. he's still getting rated by some journalists. Eric Garcia as one of the top young center backs, and uh, every time I see that, my eyes burn. I can't find these Spain so, stats for Torres. Um, he's he's very he's. All I'm saying is his stats for Spain right now as a young player are insane. That's what I'm trying to find scoring. him. Um, I, I, he, I, he just reminds me of like Holland. Like he's just like. Straight dead face, like he's just gonna he's go gonna in go and he's gonna it. kill you. He's yeah, gonna, I think so. I think Greenwood's gonna fucking put the ball. I'm, I'm not gonna, gonna lie. Greenwood, not, does, Greenwood does not have that. Instance. I'm not gonna lie. I think he does. I, I, I like Ferran Torres better than Greenwood. Sorry, Colin, but I think I, that choice I like that better. And I think the issue like is because Greenwood hasn't had a start in was at least four games. Hey, the Spain are gonna have Laporte and Paul Torres for the next. Pau Torres. Torres, 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 Torres is very good center he back. He could have slid in there for a They got Diego Llorente, Jose Gaia. Gaia's old. Llorente's okay. Gaia's 26. I don't, I don't trust, I don't trust, I don't trust uh, Atletico anymore after Saul. Because Llorente is apparently good, but who knows when he leaves. That's true. They've got Grimaldo. Okay. Uh, honorable Anyways. mentions. Okay, I'll just say my three. My three are Verts, Isak, 
and Slonina. Oh, I didn't even think about Isak. Slonina. I think Slonina's going to get a movie. I think it's going to be decent. You're talking you're about trolling. the Hungarian? Yeah, no. Gaga. The, the Chicago Fire goalkeeper. You're trolling, Kyle. I don't think he's going to be best in the world. You're I just trolling. think he's going to be a really good goalkeeper. He's not going to be you, you just amazing. wanted to put him in. Yeah, I know. I thought about doing that. I was like, nah. Not gonna he's not going to be amazing. He's not going to be top of the world. You yelled at me for putting Ramsdale in. I didn't put him in. An honorable mention. Yeah, it's just cheese. I couldn't think of another goalkeeper. You should have done honorable mention of the honorable mention. I was gonna put. Yeah. yeah, I was gonna put fucking Lunin from Madrid, but I don't like him. I don't even know who that is. Exactly. A Ukrainian Prove second tier goalkeeper. I like Shoyajabal from. Oh yeah, Shoyajabal. Yeah, Shoyajabal yeah. is good. He's gonna he's, be good on the left first range. Yeah, I mean he he's linked to City every day of the week. I don't don't know. Know. No, he's, he's not coming. He's not coming. He's not, I know he's not coming. All right, should I go next? Yeah, you can go, go next? next. So I had Mbappe and Foden, and then I kind of just couldn't decide between Karmavinga and Bellingham, so everybody's been already talked about, kind of. So um, I have... There's two that I'm going to get yelled at here, possibly. Oh, uh, I didn't Jeez. put Foden in, but uh, yeah. instead of Foden, I put Mount. Um, <sighs> I put Musiala. Mount. And the last one is Kingsley Coman. Let me explain myself with this one. <laughs> you gotta get up to have a good good shout here. Every you time, have a damn good explanation. For Coleman, bro. Every time I watch this guy play for Bayern, which I I would say like I consistently watch Bayern like one to like every two games they have I'll watch one or every three I'll watch one like kind of that average of me watching them. Um, every time I watch him play, he is eating these defenders for breakfast. Same thing in the Champions League. He is so skillfully good. If he adds, he has end product too. If he can consistently stay healthy, because his injuries do kind of ruin him, he is a similar situation to a Dembele, except I think he's better than Dembele. I think he can be insane. He is insane right now. The things he is doing with the ball and to defenders, he is crazy good, and I just don't think people talk about him. Coleman's too selfish. He he. Too selfish of a player? Yeah, uh, my roommate, he's a Bayern fan, so I watch... Mm-hmm. You know, the majority of games. It'd be three, four times where he could easily play a ball into the box and he just tries to dribble around the defender. He does dribble too much, but his dribbling is and, but, so but part crazy. Of, part good. of being one of the best players in the world is elevating you your team. Yes. You have to, have you have to elevate your team above. Yeah, but it's five years. Who knows? It can oh, change. of course. It can no, change. I, mean, I mean, I don't think Coleman at Bayern is going to be world class because he's been there too long. Okay. Like, it, it, what's it been? Four years at least. Yeah, but he's extremely young still. You have to keep oh, I know, I know. But but think about it. You spend nine years at a club, and then finally you're becoming world class. It just doesn't make sense to me. You need that move, and then you get that elevation of play. My thing with 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 uh, him is also Mount. We'll talk about it in a second. That's interesting. Navri can't get a start. I mean, he gets some starts. I mean, not Navri. Coleman. Coleman can't. It's that he can't secure a spot. Mainly because they have a lot of good wingers. So it's no no fault to him, but. Until he's like solidified, in order to be the best in the world, you have you can't be subbed out. I was and like say, so, Messi does rotated. not get rotated in. Exactly. Right. You have to be like so. the guy in he that. He has spot. been playing consistently though. A bit, but you got Nabry, you got Sane, you got. I mean, I think that's you know, that's a Missy tough Allen. team to get. Like, exactly. That's like unless saying. you're like a Kimmich, where there's no one like you. No fault to him. It's you're not getting that spot even, every time. Even from a manager's perspective, rotate. You know he has a history of injuries. Maybe, yeah, maybe he can't that's play a good that point. much. So, but you know I, what I'm again, like he, that's why he, he, can, be, he can How's be he going to be world class. class? With I mean, I guess Neymar gets injured a lot, but I just uh, don't think you. But can he's be, put up some displays. Is the thing. I don't know if Coleman could survive 
and put up enough consistent performances mm-hmm. year after year Dembele, with these injuries in between. Like in 2017, we were probably saying, by 2022, Dembele is going to be the best in the world. Right. And it's like... The Nets name are... Right, exactly. So, so what's your problem with Mount? I like he's, just not, he's just not going to be top three midfielder in the world. Or yeah, forward. honorable mention. I think he's going to be like in the conversation of like well, top yeah, ten but, every but time. But we could do like a twenty man list of who's going to be in the conversation. Okay. Well, I, I, I think, think I think Mount bad. Mount is going to be. I think what he is going to be is a club hero, more or less than world class. I think he's going to be. I think he's going to be really good. I mean, from the way I see him play, his there's no way he'll be better touch. He he needs to he, he needs to get on a different team if he wants to be world class. To be honest, because he's, the he's team that the team that he's on right now, Chelsea is not going to build him. With the, with the way that a world class player is built, it's not built through a team that scores well, right has now, like twenty different goal scorers. Right now, he has contract issues, and he's getting linked to teams like Bayern. So we'll yeah. see. I mean, he has seven goals, which is already the same amount of goals that anybody on Chelsea had last year. He has seven goals this season. Um, He's quality. He 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 could be top five some years, but I just don't see him cracking the top three outside. With with the other competition that are his age, right? Uh, it's gonna be tough unless he really does. And he's a, a bit older than some of the other guys on this list that we've mentioned. Um, mm-hmm. He's had some issues with the club uh, when he was younger, so it, it's it depends. I mean, it'll be interesting to look on this. Yeah, of course. I think he, I think he'll be a good player, but I think he'll be kind of like. Like David Silva, like I don't want to keep mentioning him, but it's just a really good example on top of my head. It's just like he'll be a good player for the club, or wherever he goes. I just think there'll be too many good pe- people ahead of him. Yeah. That's what I think. I mean, that's a fair point. Yeah, I think there's just too much competition. I think he's, I understand that. Yeah. All right, guys. Well, um, that was a, that was a long podcast. Did you do your on? Yeah, you did. Yeah, yeah. I did one first. Yeah. Isak. I mean, I really. Isak, I, really, I like. I just want to bring him up. He, I thought I was really hoping in the Euros for Sweden, he might be able to pull something out. He did out. really good in the Euros. He did, so. but I was hoping he could pull really like carry yeah. Sweden. He, yeah. I would argue he did carry them. Oh um, well, I mean, I meant like uh, carry him to the round of sixteen. Oh yeah, okay. Yeah. I mean, he obviously was the clear standout, even just, above Forsberg. Have no supporting. Forsberg's guys. another quality player for Sweden, but he was he's ex so far I, above him. I pray he goes to Arsenal, please. That's my dream signing. That's like every striker we mention is. Oh. No, 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 <laughs> no, no, no. They go to Arsenal. No, 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 no. I, I've, I've mentioned it in previous podcasts. Like he is the one I want over Vlahovic. I want him. Um, I think Arsenal I, has an issue right now where some people. I think it's like a risk for some people. Oh yeah, there's no guarantee of Champions League football right now. I mean, I think your owner's a big liability when signing players because oh, it's like, you make one seventy mil signing, well then. I mean, outside of last last year, which maybe it's a change for Kronk, mm-hmm. but you know he made the Pepe signing two years ago, and that yeah, was it. That's, it was horrible. Yeah, and and it obviously did not pan out. So I think I think there's some issues with Arsenal, but not that you can't get big signings anymore because you have the history, you have the money. If he wants to spend it, right? It's just more or less the club as a whole right now is a little shaky. Isak, if you're but listening. looking better. Yeah, please Isak's come. tuning in to Ronald the Ball. Guys, Holland, don't Isak, go to City. Isak, also. Isak please come. Holland fits so perfect. Yeah, I don't know. I mean, if Holland goes, I don't think Holland it'll be 22, 23, and then will he go? He's not a mid. Uh, does, does he, he want to go with Pep leaving two years after he gets there? No, he's probably not if looking. If he comes, Pep's not leaving. I think, Pep, <laughs> I think Pep wants to coach international. How long, no. how, how long is Pep going to stay at City? That's the question Pep, I have. I, I gonna, have. I have. 
he's comfortable. He's happy. Pep is quoted to say by 2024 he wants he wants out and he wants to coach an international no, team. No, I think he's just saying that. But when the time comes, he has Holland. There's no reason to go. City will not be the same without Pep. That's all I have to say. It's they're I don't gonna, know. Also, I don't also know. they're going to go through a pass. Right now, you're still playing with this like center forward ish. And we're the best team in the world. And Holland's not a center forward. He's at, a at all. And if it changes, we your played system with a striker enough, for ten years. Sergio Aguero. Right. But the team that perfect. Holland's coming into is not that team. I mean, a good, good structure is, but it's still it's not. We have an amazing supporting cast. Year and a half. You would, but it's just like you have to change into a striker. You, you'd change how you're playing, yeah, which can bit, always, but it would, always it, be it a would risk. be changing going back to what we did before Aguero. Right, left. but again, yeah, but you can't Pep, going back to something is doesn't always work. Yeah, Pep is the one who coached that when Aguero was here. It was two years ago. I understand. It's not so far removed. I understand. Most of the people are still here. Yeah, okay, but okay, Rodriguez still crucial? giving the rest of this year, so that's going to be... Was Rodriguez crucial then, like, he, as no, he is No, Fernandinho was playing. Exactly, but that's right, a different, different player. Fernandinho's still here, do. he can help. Dude, he's like 36. Yeah, but what he's I'm, still what I'm, here, though, I'm saying he can coach and help. That's not oh, what I'm okay. saying, though. Coaching's I'm different. saying he's playing. The the, you're, the way the players mix and blend together right. is super important. Plus, if we're and coming... It's different. It's, it's a different style. If we're coming into the perspective that Foden... Torres are going to be these new guys. That means Sterling's going to go pretty soon. Oh, I don't know. He's Obviously, he's not that huge of a loss. But he's gone. But oh, you're going to bring in Foden, out. who's not, who's, who's not like he's David Silva s, but he's not David Silva. Okay. No, but we have Bernardo. And then you're going to bring in Fernand. See, but Bernardo isn't David Silva either. No one is David Silva besides right. David Silva. Bernardo's so so it always has to work in the system. So Obviously, Holland can't really be. I don't see how Holland has a problem with Rodri, Bernardo, KDB, Foden, Ferran. How do those amazing players? Like, what's where's the where's the clash coming? I understand. Uh, You're changing your whole system from what these players were working with for the past two, three years. Barely, because we've had to make. I don't know. I think I think that center forward was a huge huge change in. Aguero was here last year. You guys know. It's it's like Aguero, fucking ten years later. He was there. I don't care that he was there. I'm talking about a season where he plays 40 plus 40, 30 plus games, and he's crucial in the side. That's what I'm talking These about. These are which is professional the way so- footballers. They're not yeah. robots. They're not like programmed, oh, we don't play with a forward. Yeah. And then a forward comes in, they're like, uh, overload. No, they're people. They can it, adjust. But at the same time, they're people, so they can... On a, like not be able to, they can that, be that's stuck the same into thing. a mindset. Okay, well, that's okay, the same thing I as think saying under, like some guys are system merchants. So like, who who's a system merchant at City? I mean, obviously there's I'm just, a few. No, 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 okay, but we saying. we don't. I'm just saying in general. Like for example, perfect example, Rudiger. Can he play in the back four? Will he be as good as in a back three? Questions we have to ask. Do we know? So can Sal- Holland go to City, play a completely different role? We know his quality, but maybe. It's not going to work out, and you have to ask that question. The but thing with center forwards and strikers is the system. I I think especially for Holland, he's such a like a a, a guy that can do whatever. That I think once he, he makes his runs, he gets into the box, he gets serviced. I don't see much else that a system guy can really change as a center forward. He's not. Okay. He's not a. He's not a well, withdrawn let's... guy. He's not a. He's not a poacher. 
Let's but take Rom. That's the thing with the false nine position that, like, when you... I, I understand in City System that those front three are constantly interchanging and one comes in the middle, mm -hmm. but it's crucial for that one guy to be coming short and it changes the way you play so much. It's so much right. different when you have a striker that's a drop-back striker who gets into, like, the top of the midfield and really spreads the ball. And Holland, I, I'm not saying he can't do that, but I just... Don't see him doing that because when you do that, you need to be a no, very he doesn't quick, need to be agile that. player. He doesn't need to I do think, that. Because, but that's how you guys play. Because, no, he, we have guys like KDB, Bernardo, Big. and Roger who carry the ball. In but the what I'm trying to he, say is you we play don't have, that way. No, 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 no. We don't have a guy that drops in deep and release, a striker that releases out wide. That's not what we do. We have guys that carry the ball up wide. We have guys that carry the ball through the middle and release to the flanks. Okay, but when you play up to, the to your front three who are all very agile, strong, dribbling players, Holland is different to that. And he won't be able to do... What I'm trying to say is he won't be able to replicate that of what um, a Sterling would do or like a Foden. Holland's he, not going to be switching with the left and right wing. Holland's going to play right. off the two, the, guy, the two center back shoulders. And it does change the way you guys play. That's what I'm trying well, to here's say. Here's what I'll, I'll predict. I think we might go back to the way we played in 2018-19 when we had a left footer on the left and a right footer on the right and we served into Aguero okay. and KDB who would creep in top of the box. I think that's the best way to play with someone who's a bona fide finisher because obviously you know you've got you got the, the, the inverted forwards they have to cut in they have to dribble in they have, they have, to, they have to be free flowing. Okay. But when you have that guy that's in the middle who's maybe a little bit one footed Maybe a little bit not as as good of a dribbler in tight spaces. Sure, he can, but that's not what he's. You he's... said it earlier in this podcast. City is the best or the second best team in the world. Correct. You have that product. Why would you change it? Why would you take that risk of hundred plus million pounds? Because to get Holland, because, and if it doesn't work, you messed up. Why would they're because they're of the, because of one simple reason? Because of one simple reason. When we get into the tough matches. When we get into the Liverpools and the PSGs and the Bayerns, we struggle because we don't have someone who can put away every chance that gets to them. We have chances that go get up to Bernardo and he skies, and we get chances that get to Gunduan and he shoots them at the goalkeeper. We need someone who can be in the box, who can get a corner, who can who can nail the ball into the back of the net because we have we we can score seven okay, goals against Leeds. If you're the best, you're the best. We can team, score though. seven goals against Leeds. We can score four goals against Newcastle. Not a problem. But we lose to Leipzig in the Champions League because we don't have guys that can put away chances. Yeah, Gundogan was your second team playing, though. It was a pretty a lot of first-team players. Gundogan started. We had Zinchenko. You know, we had a lot of first-team players. Gundogan's shooting shots right at the keeper. We have Bernardo who's, who's shooting shots wide. See, but I think Gundogan is not going to be in the position that Holland's going to be in. Holland's just not... Like, the way no, that I'm the saying, flow of play I'm, is going to work, the way Gundogan's getting those shots... I don't think Holland's. I don't think the flow of play he's is ever going to develop like that. He's I think the they're going to play Holland. Right, through. that's what I'm saying. We'll play with the with the different okay, wingers. I understand you're going to change your system, but what I'm trying to say is like, why would you change that and risk the fact that it, it it's not, not a risk? It we're is not, a risk because you're changing not, it. We're not, not. We're not changing that for a Champions League final. We're trying it out in the first few Prem games. We're going to care about Cup game. We try it out. But, but then what's it, what happens if Holland can't play? What if it doesn't work? You just. We keep trying until we just find something. See, that but that's what we're doing right now, and it's just not well, working. That, that's we, what I'm we tried saying. to force Rom. We you're tried to force Havertz. Tried to force Timo. It doesn't work. You're, you're Once it doesn't work, it. like there, there's the all argument. City are okay. Winning. Here's the thing. They're, they're like their favorites for the title with no striker. With three point it, difference. Okay, already. right. It's, it's it's. And I think why would you change? You know, I think we're gonna get past Sporting. We see who's next. We see if 
I think last year Champions League final it really pro- or not Champions League final but like Champions League really proved we needed someone to finish the chances and we get let's say we get past Sporting whoever's next is really going to test us to see if we can uh, challenge against the best with no bona fide striker and if we need that then we go and get one if it doesn't work that sucks but we need to try and solve a problem that is there and to solve a problem you find a solution dude I don't know if it's really a problem when it's a problem if we well, can't get past big teams. Goals, That's the problem. If well, we can't I mean, get, yeah, I guess you guys don't care about the league that much anymore. So We win the league, sure. Listen, but based on how the season goes, we'll, I, I just don't see Holland. Like, I think City have a real issue with Champions League for whatever reason. I mean, yeah, and it's like, just a bunch I think, of tweaks. I think, yeah, I think Pep's got an issue with it's it. Pep's, it's it's lineups. Three years in a row, we could have been in the final or winning the final, and we just... I think it's beyond the lineup. I think it's... The club as a whole has just got something going on that it's like this voodoo around Champions League. Yeah, it's just like it gets that sticks around. I mean, that's that's what it's happens. Like the, it's like that panic team. inside of you. Like, can you can you hold on? Can you? Because everything happened so quick. You won the oh, league, yeah. won all these trophies, and then now you're at this standstill. We're still winning the league, but you have something out of reach. And everybody's just the longer it goes on, the more anxious. It's like it's like Liverpool with the Prem title. Yeah. Like it was just so long, and it just kept avoiding them no matter what they did. I mean, yeah. I mean, it's. So I, I think, I think City have some issues outside of the striker. We just need someone with a big mindset, with a really strong mindset, and who wants to finish chances and who can do that. And I think once we have that, we 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 have to try it out. If we have a chance to go for him, I don't think we sign him on a six-year contract. I don't think that's the right idea. Maybe he wouldn't. Two, no, I don't think he'd one, sign. One, two, three. Sign him. No way for one. I think he just. Two, I, two, I think three. he wants. To bounce around quite a bit. Sure, I, I think I think he's gonna. Move. He'll f- until he finds someone that really fits. Yeah. Until he's older and he gets like his real and Ronaldo's right. case or something. Yeah, but like, we try him out. I think it'll work. If it doesn't, okay, that sucks. We sell him for ninety mil. You know. That's what? Ninety mil. You're gonna get way more than ninety mil for. I'm him. saying like if it's yeah, really, if yeah, he's no, not if he's I'm not in form. Just saying, Holland at ninety mil, anybody right. would do that. I'm just saying, yeah. Arsenal would sell their whole club to do that. <laughs> I mean, I, look, Odegaard and him, best friends. So what okay. do I have to? Okay, so guys, thank you so much for listening this time. Uh, thank you, Colin, for coming on. Yeah, it was a pleasure. Um, we will see you guys next time. Turn on post notifications, subscribe, leave us a review on Apple Podcasts. Uh, Yeah, thanks for watching, guys, and listening. See ya. Peace out.